and I'm still a drug addict. Puff, puff. I need a fucking blow up. I need a fucking bang. I need some fucking rain. I need a bang. All right. Let's go back in. We are live in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Pool Boy Show. Episode six. Oh, no, seven. <laughs> episode seven of The Pool Boy Show. Episode six was uh, with uh, our friend, um, Words by Junie, who finally uh, found the guts and uh, the, uh, the motivation to uh, come to the podcast. So it was a lot of fun to have him on. Um, how you doing? Good, man. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, the Patreons. Yeah, dude, I was about to not show up. I was about to cancel because of our two patrons. I was like, fuck it, I made it already. Mama, ma, I'm gone. Guys, huge shout out to David and uh, Renzo for supporting us. Hell yeah, David. Hell nowhere, yeah, Renzo. I was convinced we would have to do at least 58 episodes before having one Patreon. Yeah. We're currently at episode seven and we have two Patreon members. It is a thrill for real because um, at this point, Adele and I are unemployable. And uh, we've put way too much content about us being ourselves in front of a camera on social media platforms. And uh, if anybody does a quick research uh, before they employ us for any gig, they're going to be like, whoa, these guys are way too Act- comfortable. Or like, oh, wow, these guys actually got it in them. Wow. It I think we should give too. them a raise. It, it could be that too. Like, yo, these guys are hella popping. Yo, man. these guys are hella popping. How these- many patrons? Two patrons? Yeah. That's $10 a month? Let's sign them to a Spotify contract. Yeah, straight up right now. 1.5 mil. But uh, honestly, uh, thanks uh, thanks to the patrons. And it really feels... Honestly, the energy is different right now. The energy is different. Thanks to the fact that people like are actually supporting. And it's like a lot of fun. So yeah. I'm really stoked to uh, get this episode cracking. We have a couple of uh, fun things to talk about. Oh, yeah, what are you drinking? Um, oh yeah, so this is a little segment that I thought would be fun to do. Like every morning episode... And if it's in the evening, we could do beer or okay. whatever wine sure. tasting. But in the morning, I feel like, th- what, what what time is it right now? Like one, two? Yeah, it's two. Two? I feel like we could do a little bit of coffee degustation. So I made you a cup. Okay, amazing. My cup is um, that of a Boston Terrier. It's, it's and a you, it's, uh, you made it yourself. I made it myself. So here we have a, a, a coffee that was given to us um, by uh, a friend of ours after we did a show with Claire Ridgely. Okay. It's this right there. Hold it up for a second. Okay, make sure it's in focus. Hopefully it's in focus. Okay. And and, uh, the secret, okay, sauce. Because I was talking about this with my friends. I'm like, why don't they make eggnog 24-7, seven days a week? Eggnog? Eggnog. eggnog? What is that? Eggnog is like that uh, Christmas uh, uh, milk type thing that's like yellow. And it's like only during Christmas time. yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you how do you consume that? So usually you just sit down in front of a couch uh, watching Netflix and just uh, just swallow it as much as possible. So you pour it in the glass and you just well you know usually like you could probably like make a couple of recipes with it, but people just pour it in a glass and drink it. You know oh. you could also add alcohol to it to make it like fun. But basically, what I bought is fucking eggnog <coughs> mix. Right here. Oh. So it's like a... It tastes uh, cinnamony. Is yeah, that what exactly. cinnamony? So in here, there is cinnamon, um, nutmeg, and natural flavor milk. So there's milk in this. 
Okay, interesting. Um, Dried up milk. I, I don't think I've ever had it, but I could tr- kind of envision what yeah. it tastes like. It's like a sweet, creamy milk. Yeah, I could have put more, honestly. But, but um, nice. yeah, it's nice, huh? Yeah. So yeah, thanks to our patrons, and uh, I think uh, I think we could just call it a night for tonight. I think we're good. I think we could just yeah. wrap it up. All right, thanks for being with us, Thank guys. You guys uh, so much, man. Uh, it's been it's been fun. It's been real. So uh, all right, peace, guys. Thank you for supporting us. Thanks. Psych. Hey, members. We barely even started. <laughs> we wouldn't do that to you, man. I know. Wouldn't do that shit to you. So I have a little bit of a um, uh, structure thing that we could uh, kind of follow. We have structure because we're uh, we're professionals, and the definition of a, pre- a professional is somebody who gets paid to do what they do. So technically, you getting seven dollars, me getting seven dollars makes we're us professional. We're exactly. professional. Um, we kind of we kind of popped off on TikTok. Yeah, we did pop off on TikTok. We kind of no, like went low key viral on TikTok. We went low key viral on TikTok. The comment sections are blowing up, man. People are just going at it. Bro. People it's are like, going at it, yeah. And for the people at home, it was basically the question was um, the question was what it was. Uh, uh, Is it racist if a guy says he wouldn't date? Uh, he doesn't date black people. Uh, all, yeah. all black uh, yeah, 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 black yeah. girls yeah, yeah, black exactly. women and the caption that you wrote was very nice too like yeah. it was kind of like uh, I think it's impossible to have uh, an opinion on this without uh, ever dating all the black queens out there oh no it was like no it would be a messed up preference uh-huh. to have that if you haven't met all the beautiful black queens out yo, there yo boom that's bars it is actually true though. Is that, are, the, are those like Drake no they're, lyrics? they're they're not Drake inspired however he is a prophet that we should look up to always look up to yeah um, yeah but, but with that said it was kind of true it's like I also felt like I didn't gravitate towards a black woman, but once upon a time there was a Sudanese baddie, bro, that I like kind of like. At Jean 23? No, not even, man. It was outside of a of a club in, in the old port, and man, like her skin was so nice and silky. It was like so well lotioned. It was just like she was like, oh man, I was mm. super attracted to her. So like, like I, I I've always. Um, told myself I have a type which is like dark feature Latina girls maybe or like Middle Eastern girls with like dark features or like uh, light caramel skin tones mm-hmm. um, salted caramel skin tone is what I call it salted you know, caramel yeah, skin yeah I like that I like that I like that so so you never had uh, any type of intercourse with a black woman no it went pretty far but then uh, her friends was um, so Anyway, should I just go into the story? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. So yeah, we we, we went to uh, uh, my apartment and we were a bunch of friends. Wait, wait up, wait up. Oh, we were a bunch of friends. Go on. Um, at my apartment in the in the gay village after a night out at the airport, and then um, this girl was there. We were super attracted to to each other. We were like making out this and that, and then uh, it was about to go all the way. But then she started. She was a good friend. She was started guilt tripping about the fact that her other friend was just sitting on the couch in the living room, waiting uh, and like having conversation with my other friend uh-huh. that. She, that those two weren't gonna hook up, I guess. Yeah, it's always awkward. Yeah, so she's like, I guess she guilt trip because she's like, oh, I'm not gonna go get like dick down while my f- my friend waits here. Yeah, like I was like, yo, trust, it's just gonna take thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> she won't wait long. Yo, I don't thought. even worry about this. Yeah, I'm yeah, already halfway you. there. Just keep talking, and we're almost done. <laughs> oh my god! But um, yeah, I told myself I wouldn't come on this podcast and talk about my my girl business. But, yeah, but uh, sometimes shit that, happens, um, man. It seems that I can't uh, 
hold myself back. So here we are at the Pool Boy Show. I uh, had one experience with uh, a, a chocolate uh, lady. It was in high school and it was at Jean Vintroy. And I remember when we were at Jean Vintroy, there was this thing that we, we used to just grind. It was like... A, a, oh, yeah, 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 when you we, dance. Like the school would call it like dance parties or... Uh, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know what the fuck they call it. It like was school probably, dance. Like it was school probably dance turn on the teachers watching that shit. Yo, honestly, like, the the, the the gym teachers were, like, trying to, like, separate us because we were just, like, oh, it was all grinding. Gr- yeah. oh, I remember that. There was and a grinding epidemic, epidemic at school. Yeah. And it was really crazy. Like, uh, we were just boys and... and um, these were just like girls. I don't know how old we were, like four, between 14 and 16 years old and like listening to too much Rihanna or some shit because like all the girls wanted to grind and I was just a little boy. This is when Rihanna came up with that song. Um, and the grinding, I, I feel like, I, I don't know if it was just we got introduced to grinding, but I felt like grinding had just started at that time. Well, I mean, well, I think it's just because of I, I think age. it's because you think that like uh, yeah, the world re- revolved around you. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but I had the same feeling too. I'm like, yo, we're on to something. <laughs> this is fun. But yeah, this is fun. So that was, uh, and then I think I think we might have kissed, but that was pretty much it. That was pretty much it. Sadly. Okay. okay yeah. Sadly. So so yeah. All this to say that I don't feel like I have like I say I have a type. There is definitely a type I gravitate towards. But to label yourself like, like, oh, this is what I like and yeah, that, yeah, that exactly. only, I think that's uh, not um, feasible because you don't know, man. You're just going to meet into someone. You're just going to connect. Yeah, exactly. And I do also understand the people that say that it, it is it is a, like, depending on how you say it, right? And depending on, like, what you mean by dating black women, it could very well be racist, you know? It could be racist. But it could uh, be racist. But like, let's clarify that. Like, if, you ha- if you've never been with uh, a black woman... And you say that they're not your type. Like, how do you really know? I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. No, but okay. So racism is to have a hate towards a race. That's what racism is, right? So you could you could prefer to eat, um, you know, have chicken instead of wanting uh, barbecue ribs. Doesn't yeah, but what people say, what, what people are saying is that there's a difference between because we use the example of like, oh, girls who like tall men, but. There's a difference between that and race because, you know, it's, uh, I think it, it goes deeper than just preference if you don't, like a lot of, I understand if you're not attracted to black women, but like you said, it's like very hard to say if you haven't met everybody in, in the world, you know? And I yeah. feel like saying that you don't date black women, it's giving a lot of value to the color of your skin, which yeah. is like kind of twisted, you know? Because you could be the best person in the world and what just because you're black, like, I don't, oh, sorry, I don't date black women. That's racist, yeah. bro, my bad. That's racist. Like, uh, yeah, just because of your skin, skin tone, exactly. I won't fuck with like, you. Like a great experiment to, to do potentially would be like just like a blind blind date, dates. You know, I'm and, sure that this shit already. Yeah, exists. yeah. On Netflix, there's a there's a there's a whole um, there's a whole bunch of those uh, like TV reality shows where it's like the person is disguised. I saw that the guys with uh, the the people with the cre- it's in the UK uh, the it's creature. A, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where they're disguised as creatures. Yeah. Oh yeah, That's that was crazy. crazy. The, the episode one was like with a devil-looking girl. Yeah. Did you see that one? Yeah, I saw pretty much all of them. Okay, the first one shook me, but the girl was such a dime piece, and yeah. her, her creature face of devil oh, looked my God. so bad. Yeah. And then at the end, when they do the reveal, my mouth dropped to the yeah, floor. Yeah, I know it's crazy. I'm, I'm like, like, they took a dime piece and made her look ugly. Yeah. I wonder how much like hair and makeup goes into this. Crazy. Like, how many? They I, probably shoot like more than one day. So like, that's like. 
unless they sleep with it on, which no, I highly no. doubt. But I, I think Max they'll shoot it two days and they'll do hair and makeup like four hours at six a.m. I wonder <laughs> if you could like keep the hair. Like let's say you have like a like because yeah. hair takes a long time to do. Like I wonder if like you're shooting for three days. Let's say like if you could just keep the hair like go to bed with it. Unless it's like a mask, and then they paint over the mask. I think it depends on the on the on, on the creature again. Like some of yeah. them is just masks with like uh, highlights and shit, and some of them are like uh, fucking actual creatures. It's wild. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But uh, speaking of discrimination, did you hear about um, the 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 bill that they're trying to pass? I think it's in New York uh, to make rap lyrics not be evidence in court. I think that oh, the, yeah. the bill is called Rap Music on Trial and uh, Jay-Z co-signed it and uh, a couple of other artists co-signed it as well. And it's basically about, because uh, a lot of rappers have been like prosecuted and shit using their lyrics and in killed. court. And yeah, killed because of the, you know, the. but yeah, anyways, um, I think that's fucking crazy as well. And they were saying uh, that, Uh, most of these laws, this bill targets a lot of like minorities, obviously, because a lot of minorities do rap music and shit like that. And they did a really interesting test where they played back uh, rap lyrics. And uh, one one version, they said it was a country song. They didn't listen to the song. They just oh, wrote their okay, lyrics. Yeah, yeah. And they showed it to people. And... To some people, they said it was a country song, and to some other people, they said it was a rap song. And the mm -hmm. people that thought it was a country song thought it was way less uh, offensive, offensive or... than the people that knew it was a rap song. Yeah, so there's a negative connotation with rap, exactly. Being like a poor, like black people. I yeah, guess. exactly. Yeah, there's this definitely is racism. It's kind of ingrained in people. But this is what I think about racism. Okay, I, I do think that it, it like um, a lot of people are racist. Like a lot I think people, a lot of I think everybody almost is a bit yeah, racist because you get fucked over by like a certain race or whatever, and then like you like you start thinking negatively towards them, or like. Uh, but th the thing is, everybody has a little bit of racism inside of them, but it's about being self aware of that. Oh, that's a racist thought, exactly, and being like, okay, yo, you shouldn't think that way. Catching yourself, yeah, thinking, catching yourself, going going down a you know preconceived rabbit yeah. hole of like you know, yeah, like basically. Um, I think everybody's a little bit racist and I think part of solving this problem is admitting that, you know, and like you said, catching yourself when you're slipping. Yeah, being you know? self-aware of the fact that, yeah, you, you're going to have racist thoughts go through your mind, mm -hmm. catch them, become aware of them and be like, okay, I can't think that way. That is completely wrong. Also, you know what's crazy? Like when when we went to the same high school together, there was a lot. There's a big community of like Arabs, you know, and uh, and Haitians and, also, and Haitians and uh, just like what we consider just all the immigrants versus the Quebecers, yeah. you know. And I remember we were racist towards like white people. Yeah, you know, there was and, a massive and uh, white people were afraid to be racist against us because you know racism was taught in school at that time, but not racism against white people, you know? So, like, a lot of my upbringing was, especially in those years of my life when I was just a, a little, like, a, a, a teen, basically, was thinking that I had to fit a certain role because I was Arab, you know? Mm. Like, acting a certain way because 
you know, obviously Arab and rap music and like French rap and shit, it was mostly, you know, like minorities and shit. And it was a lot of gangster stuff. And like kids, when we were that age, like we thought we had to fill in those boots, you know? And that's not the kind of shit that I was taught at, at, at home, you know? Like how to be like, you know, uh, tough or whatever. So when I, so I think it was kind of fucked up to see that, like that inverse racism, you know, of like racism being bad, but white people not trying not to be racist towards minorities, but minorities feeling like they are a minority. So acting a certain way, you know, that's very yeah. like, it's, there, it's racist. Yeah. There was a massive wave of like hating white people between like 2010 and like 2000, like, I don't know, 17, especially online. And um, I remember a Buzzfeed got a lot of heat because uh, they put out job applications and they're like, okay, yeah, no, 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 apply for this gig. Except if you're a white male. Oh. Like, what the hell? Even when was this? Th this was like in the 2000s, man. I don't know exactly what year it was, but BuzzFeed put out tweets saying everybody could apply. We love minorities. You know how like super left radical a lot of media is, you know what I mean? And BuzzFeed was one of them. And they were like, okay, we want like... Um, to, to hear the voices of minorities. Okay, good point. We do want to hear the voices of minorities, but... It's not by it, pushing out white yeah, people. Yeah, it's not, not at the expense of uh, being racist against white males or like... Because they were privileged throughout history. It's like, yes, they were privileged throughout history. They conquered the world. They did kind of what they wanted to do. They uh, colonized a lot of countries. But you know, you, you, you can't really uh, hold the past against them and start like treating them like shit like that's not a solution yeah also bro like uh, brown people colonize a whole bunch of countries too no? yeah, like Mus is. like Islam was uh, was like savage you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying like the bit like a huge gigantic army and like we 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 you know it's easy to to, to consider a race like a meanie yeah like I hate white people because of what and, bro, and, Christopher and, Columbus like relax bro but uh, another reason why like racism is kind of ingrained in us is, is because in the past when like countries would like colonize each other or they would do a lot of traveling and boats would come to the shore and uh, you would have different uh, races mix with each other, there was a lot of uh, illnesses that were spread. So for instance, they saw like Swedish Vikings coming towards the shore. They would get on shore and then they would, um, they would bring the flu and all the illnesses that they had. And it would like wipe out a significant um, portion of the population. Yeah, portion of the population. Yeah. So, so people early on in history were like, "Oh, yo, we cannot like hang out with these white Swedish Vikings because every time they come to the shore, we get sick, and like uh -huh. my mom died because of them. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. fuck them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the, that's where kind of racism comes in, you know. Which is totally valid. Yeah. I mean, it's totally valid. Like, you associate, uh, you know, your fucking uh, survival mode, man. Like, yeah. if you... Yeah, exactly. And coming back to what you were saying, like, if, if, you get, if you're a white guy who always gets robbed by, like, minorities, you know? Yeah, you're... Which you're, is kind of like what, what, like, popular culture taught minorities to do with rap music and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like thought, like, yeah, made, made it okay to sound like stealing his chill? Yeah, or like, you know, making it sound like gangster culture or some shit, you know? Or like gangbanging and everything. So yeah. like, these roles are like pre-assigned, you know? Yeah, they, yeah, they kind of are. And like, yeah, if you're a kid, man, and like, you're only listening to that type of music and you get treated a certain way when you go to the dep and like, everybody's like, hey, you. Like, yeah, exactly. a, a, a bunch of times I walked into, not a bunch of times, So it happened to me twice when I walked into a store and I got blamed for stealing. 
without stealing. Really? Yeah, it had it happened to me at um, at a dep once, where um, there's this. It was a white dude uh, at the Kushtar. Uh-huh. which is a convenience store here in uh, Quebec. And I walked in and I was just like walking around. And, uh, and then I get to the cash and he's like, bro, I saw what you put shit in your pocket, man. That's Shut not, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I started like fucking, like I, I got offended. So I started like insulting him kind of. I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of here, man. What the fuck are you talking about, man? And then- How um, old are you? This was like in my 20s. Um, so I flipped on him and then he's like, oh shit, sorry, man. There's a bunch of guys that just came here like right before you guys came in and they stole a bunch of shit and now I'm going to be in trouble. So he had just got robbed that same day and he was like super like self-conscious about like getting robbed and like, I guess losing his job. So he blamed me for it. And then I uh, blasted him and I'm like, yo, fuck you, man. And then I I threw the Skittles at the cash. So immature. Yeah, yeah. I was offended. I didn't see it coming. And another time I got blamed for it too. It must be my take-out side, but I don't know, man. Another time I got blamed for stealing when I went to I was in Florida Myrtle Beach uh, yeah Myrtle Beach um, but this was like in my mid-20s early 20s I was m- with my buddy Greg who's a black Haitian man and we walk into a sunglasses hut which is just sunglasses store and it was a small store it was me and him and the employee and the manager there was nobody else in this store I grab one of the glasses I kind of look at it and I put it back and then uh, the, 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 the guy comes to me, which I guess was, well, he was the manager. And he's like, yo, come with me. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, come with me. He brings me to the back and he shows me the monitors. Uh-huh. And he's like, yo, 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 I saw you take that sunglasses and put it in your sleeve. I saw you. I'm going to show you, you right now. And then again, I got fucking offended. So I started flipping. I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of here. I didn't, still, like, I didn't say like, get the fuck out of here, but I was pissed. But you hadn't stolen anything. I hadn't stolen, but I was like, yo, what are you talking about, man? And like, I, I really got like mad at him. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to show you. I'm like, yo, show me right now. Show me right now. Let's go. And then like, <laughs> I remember Greg was kind of shook of the whole situation. Like we did not see that coming at all. He was shook. He was in the back. I was in the office. I'm like, yeah, show me right now. He's like, yeah, you look. And then he he does the replay. And you see me grab the sunglasses. I look at it. And I, and then he's like, where the sunglasses go? And then he re, he started realizes to realize that it. he fucked up. <laughs> yeah, he started to realize that he fucked up. And I just put it back. He was convinced that I slipped it in my Yeah, sleeve. dude, like as if you were a magician or something, yeah. bro. Like these people think that, that, that like what, you're going to come with the whole plan, bro? Like you- some people, I guess, are really good at stealing. And they're magicians when they go in. They're like... I like you know so so um so anyways I started like getting mad at him and then and then he's like yo I'm so sorry I'm like yo what would you like what the fuck man yo you're gonna compensate me give me free glasses and then whatever he's like oh, 25% off man I'm so sorry and I'm like what 25% off 50% off anyways we ended up me and Greg getting sunglasses for that were like Versace and like shut the fuck up like 50% off yeah. shut the fuck up yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it was jokes that's fucking crazy bro yeah I was um, with Greg at some point and it was back in the days when um, we were like uh, being just like idiots and shit. And I think I had like, I think one of our friends had stolen um, some stuff at the, at the Kushtar and the guy uh, ran after the guy, like our friend. He goes in the car. I'm sitting in the, in the front seat with Greg and... There's the couchetard, which is like the convenience store or whatever. And there's a cul-de-sac right here. So Greg, like the guy's running after our friend. The, the friend jumps the staircase, lands in the car. Greg starts driving down this street. 
but he doesn't know it's a cul-de-sac. No. So we go down and we just do a U-turn and we see the guy at the dep where that was working there in the middle of the street, like fucking gladiator, okay? Like the Terminator. Just like, he's just like walking towards us. No just like way. walking slowly towards us while we do a U-turn and we start driving towards him. And I'm like, you'll go fast. Like pretend we're going to hit him, you know? So he moves. And then Greg's like, I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> so we just drive. And then he stops the car with his hand, what seemed to be like his hand, but Greg obviously like pr pressed the brake, you know? But he's like this, his hand on the front of the car. And then he walks towards the, the, the side. The side. And he just smacks the windshield like this. The, the windshield breaks. Okay? No way. It doesn't break, like fall apart, but... Oh, okay. It cracks. And then I just... I think I, my friend was like... I think he, he stole cigarettes or some shit. So he just puts the window down, slides the pack of cigarettes out of the window, and we leave. No and way. bro, Greg had a fucking broken car, bro, because this Kushtag employee... Broke his window. Dude, oh I don't know what God. kind of employees Kushtal hire, <laughs> but these guys are like G.I. Joe's, man. <laughs> these guys are like command command and conquer vibes. Yo, that's wild, actually. Yo, to have a guy just break your window, you feel like, oh, fuck, it was a $10 pack of cigarettes. Dude, he no, was walking down like this, and we're like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is he going to do? You know, he's yeah. like, with his hand bro I, like I would have waited until he steps to the side and dr drove off yeah exactly but yeah, I don't know I don't know I, I feel like uh, I feel like I don't know it was so fucked up yeah that's wild and I feel that's illegal for like employees to do that like the, the they're not supposed they're to because yeah. you'd be paying way too many too much insurance apparently, for apparently there's a rule I feel like it might have been just Florida or the, the United States no in New York I think it was New York I'm not sure don't quote me on this, but essentially they said uh, security guards aren't allowed to uh, stop thieves when they when they come into a store. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a bunch of people started robbing. They were just fucking like, grabbing crazy. stuff and just walking out. <laughs> fucking <laughs> crazy. My law was wasn't allowed to stop them anymore. And like as soon as the bill passed, they got robbed a bunch of shit. I, I feel I want to say it was New York, but again, I could just be regurgitating some shit. Yo, I online, that's crazy. All right, security guards, uh, they don't have a job anymore. And then the security guard thing is kind of uh, such a lame ass position. I see the most obese, overweight, out of shape security Bro, guards. Bro, I have a friend who is literally mentally deficient, <laughs> and he got a job at the uh, Garda. Oh yeah, he's literally like the dumbest person you would ever meet ever. Oh, it's like that. Yeah. Oh fuck! And he has a job at Garda. Man, who do who do you oh, employ? Oh, I think I remember Garda like doing like I, I think there's a, a horrible uh, t turnover rate at Garda. Or is Garda the one with like the crazy uh, security yeah. truck? Yeah. Okay, then no, never mind. It was not Garda. Because that them they could hold like guns and shit. Yeah, I don't know what their whole deal is, but they have like deals with the bank and shit. Like, yeah, but they're moving a shit ton of money. Yeah. Man. So, um, yeah, man, that's wild. Fucking crazy. You see, uh, the UK. Uh, oh my god, I'm so happy to see that happen. Yeah. It is. That's true democracy, right there, man. So what happened? Okay, if it's just for people at home, UK has uh, removed all mask mandates, basically, and vaccination mandates. Oh shit! So you're you're not like by law obliged to have a vaccination or wear a mask 
to participate in society, which is what it, what it should be like, you know? What what it had what it was to, what it was, what it was before, a long time ago. Before they decided to take our freedom away and then like uh if you talk badly against it, you're like a black sheep. But I think this at this point, man, there's a lot more people who are against all the mandates that are going on, especially in Quebec, where we're being completely suppressed and uh given curfews and it, it induces so much anxiety. I was talking to Dahlia about it. It just induces anxiety into people, makes people more stressed out, just destroying the lives of small business owners. It is a complete mismanagement of... Uh, Yo, you want to hear something fucked up? I think I, I spoke about this. Maybe I haven't. But um, my friend, he's a physiotherapist. And uh, usually he takes care of athletes and shit and like their injuries. But now he's doing vaccines. So he's vaccinating people. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. And he's getting paid tant double. Twice as much money. Physiotherapists already make a little bit like almost 100k a year when you just start. Oh yeah. So he's making tant double to vaccinate people. In the like meanwhile, uh nurses who actually have the job of vaccinating people are getting paid like peanuts, you know. So instead of like giving compensating the nurses yeah. who've been working overtime for the past yeah. few years, you're going to give tant double to a physiotherapist, my G. Yo, I can't believe it because they're desperate for employees, man. They're just like, yo, come in. Oh, but, but the nurses fuck them. I don't know what it is. Nurses don't get uh, the respect. the credit they deserve. They, yeah, yeah the exactly. Deserve. But uh, the UK with the man with no mandates that's fucked. That's fucking. That's fucking crazy for real. Like at the same time, Omicron is like I don't know. Uh, the stats are saying that it's like going down considerably or whatever. Like the end of Omicron. Yeah, uh, I uh, I wonder. I was talking to Clément about this, and he says that. It's probably going to be the same thing that's going to happen for Quebec very soon. You know, like mask mandates and stuff. I can't imagine it happen. Like, I can't imagine Quebec saying no to masks in the next month. But honestly, I hope. We're so soft in the whole spectrum of the whole pol uh, politics spectrum. I find that we're like, we have no backbone, man, in this fucking country, man. It's just like, I feel like everybody just molds themselves to whatever uh, is the status quo that the government decides is a lot of people is just like and because you feel like a black sheep when you when you don't like obey all the rules and play by the rules and like completely endorse whatever the government tells you to do and like it's just like fucking annoying man yeah yeah what i like about america when i went there when i went to florida is that man people are really like i used to yeah i used to think like uh the whole Republican scene was like wild, especially when I was in university. We spoke about this. But then when I go there and I kind of get it, man, it's just like, yo, we want our freedom. Don't, don't, don't touch our freedom. Like, this is, this is where we draw the line. Like, don't fuck with us. And I'm going to hold I'll, a, I'll shoot you. Yeah. Because I will shoot you. Yeah. And I'm allowed to. <laughs> yeah. I'm allowed to defend myself. Because I have freedom. Yeah, it, it sounded so alien, but now it's make it makes more and more sense mm -hmm. as as times. Like uh, just so just so we're clear, like I wouldn't make guns legal, like uh, carry. Yeah. I wouldn't have like carry uh, guns legal in Quebec, especially not like uh, fucking um, automatic guns and shit like that. Yeah, I'm not even sure if that's. I'm not even sure if that's legal in uh, the U.S. Like automatic guns. Uh, there's a lot of places where you could get all kinds of crazy ass guns that, that that are meant to kill a lot of shit at in a split like moment. Which is like, why the fuck would you need that? Like, do we have zombies like that? I, 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 I was looking at a, a, a slow motion of how an AK-47 works, just like all the mechanisms and stuff. It's fucking 
beautiful. Like it's crazy that like such a beautifully designed machine is meant to kill so many people. Yeah. Like everything about it, like the way the the bullet comes out and the recoil and the fucking ugh, it's crazy. It's crazy, crazy. I remember um, going to the states um, where my brother-in-law invited me to um, North Carolina, and then um, he brought me to a gun range, and this was like. Post uh, war on terror, and I was extremely. When was this? So like after after nine, like right after nine eleven. Not right after nine eleven. Let's say like it was it was like maybe two thousand fifteen. But I was still very much self conscious about like the whole war on terror. I felt like super awkward traveling, but I realized I was a lot in my head, and uh, I kind of believed. Well, not believe, were you afraid of traveling because you thought that they were gonna take you because you were brown and with one yeah, eye? Yeah, yeah, I was always afraid of that. I, I was self conscious about that, and I, then I went to the states, and then it's like, hey man, you want to go to the gun range? And I'm like, uh, okay, okay. And then we go to the gun range. Did I speak about this? I feel like I spoke about no, this. No, maybe go office. for it. Go for okay. it. And then uh, he brought me to the gun range, and I was so uncomfortable. It was in North Carolina. Everybody was white besides me. And I was like super conscious about like my race and shit, but I was probably tripping. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was most likely tripping. But that's going again to say like the the responsibility, the role that society assigns to you after something like nine yeah, eleven. Like you're brown, my guy. Yeah, like uh, welcome yeah, 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 yeah. to this world. The media could paint such a picture. They paint whatever picture they want, mm-hmm. and essentially, and people will subscribe to it. You know, but this is why alternative media is amazing because you get to you know see different perspectives. You have minorities like Adele who get to have a voice now on the podcast. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> and then me talking about how I felt um, uh, ostracized. Yeah, ostracized at a at a at a gun shooting range. Anyways, yeah. we go there, and um, the the person next to me is like a cowboy. And he has this hand. Cowboy. He's a big, big, big cowboy old man. And he has a revolver. And you know the gun that, like, literally, like. The ones that go. No, it's the loudest pow. It's like the loudest gun in the gun range. Like, like those modern pistols. I don't know what they call them, but um, the, the more modern looking ones. Glocks. Glocks. Yeah, I think it's a Glock. Yeah. So the Glocks, they, they don't make as much noise as the revolver. The revolver goes pow. And, it, and he was standing right next to me and I had my earbuds. And every time he would do it, I would shook. I would shook. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? That shit is so loud. And I'm like, he's like, he's like all right, shoot. And I'm just, <laughs> and I'm just like, and then everybody's like, he has a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I was so afraid that would happen. Everybody was, just drops their guns, tackles you. <laughs> Oh man, and I think I remember, and I think I mis misheld the gun because I I needed to get like more bullets or something, and I was like, excuse me, does anybody? <laughs> and it was like, yo 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 yo, put, yo, put your gun down. That's and, such a and, good and, sketch. And, and, and I remember just like people like like freaked out for a second. Get like, down! Get down, sir! Get the fuck down! <laughs> oh shit! I just want that bullets. I shoot. No more. <laughs> And I just like, I freaked out, man. It was just such a terrifying experience. And then like, uh, my brother-in-law is like, yo, do you want to shoot an M19? And it was like, a, it was like, a, like a, like an automatic gun. I think it was called an M19. And then you're like, but I have big pussy hole. But, but my pussy hole, it's, <laughs> so um, I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And then uh, I shot an M19 too. But it was a terrifying experience. I, I don't know. I didn't like it that much. M19 is a, there's a, yeah. But the, the older I get, you know what they say? They say the older you get, the more conservative you become. Yeah, my dad always said that. It's crazy because like, I'm I'm like, before it was like, I was a no-no for guns. Yeah. But like, Big I, I was, no-no. I was, yeah, but I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind having one. Like, if, imagine you have a family. And you have to protect your family. 
Uh, if I had a family, I'd live in a bunker, first of all. <laughs> if I had a family… This like, kind of feels like a bunker though, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. This I'd live a in a bunker and I'd probably like install like turrets in the front, you know, just in case. You know, for, for zombies or minorities. <laughs> Yo, did… Um, I was going to say something fucking interesting. Uh, Yo, did you hear about Cryptoland? <laughs> Dude. Okay, what happened? It's the cringiest shit. Okay, so last episode you were or two episodes ago you were talking about the like pe- people buying NFTs for to have access to islands. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if you saw this. I th- I think you just predicted the future or some shit, uh, okay? Cuz it's crazy. It's basically NFTs uh f- to buy they bought they bought a, an island okay and it's called crypto land and there's uh you could buy a property there and it's uh basically a real place but it's based on you have to buy nfts to have access to it no and way. also buy property obviously but um we should watch the video i have it i i, I have it on my okay dude i'm just gonna show you quick yeah i'm gonna pull it up because it's so it's so fucking um Okay, I have it, but I think it's going to come out of... Okay. Here's how. First class lifestyle. Sixty parcels. This is the guy who bought the island, or whatever. He's like the king of the island. This is the three D animation. Yeah. So cringe, my guy. Dun 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 dun. dun. Cringe, yo, this 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 coin sounds exactly like the genie in the app Aladdin. Mm, it sounds exactly like yeah. the genie in Aladdin. Like your wish is my command type of energy. Yeah, yeah, but you know, like uh, uh, who did the voice acting? Who died? Uh, the voice actor in uh, genie in uh, uh, Aladdin, the genie. I don't know. Uh, uh, speak to the mic if you want to speak. But um. Based on uh, the genie in uh, Aladdin, and at the end of the video, you see like the guys working on the animation, and there's actually the genie from Aladdin no in way. the in his office. So I'm oh, like, I knew it, my guy. I knew it by that. But yo, what do you think of that? Um, it makes me want to buy some like Ethereum. I'm like, holy shit! You think you think you don't think this is cringe? I don't think um, like okay, yeah, you could say on a creative level the way that they tackle it is cringe, but I think it's gonna be inevitable that it's going to happen. Like, okay, maybe they didn't market it the right way, but yeah, it's like... So Epstein, Epstein has, has been on this tip for a while now. We're just barely catching on to it. 
Yeah, but Epstein, he, he, he wanted to fuck more than anything. Like, but don't he, tell me anything weird anyways, bro. But but I don't know. Like, like I, I think there's a massive discontent towards being controlled by uh, these random old people who are running for politics, man. It's like, who, who's to say what's the best way for you to live? You know, like, like nobody likes being told what to do. Well, and, this has nothing to do with politics. This is literally just no, but 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 it's people who want to escape their the government. You yeah, know? That's true. and and they they want to like uh, find a community of people that are like minded, and uh, but but there's gonna be trouble in in crypto land or or in trouble in crypto land. land. Yeah. Episode two, whatever, trouble in crypto land. Whatever cult you start, is going to be problems within it. It's not it's not like a problemless uh, state or island. You wanna. Yeah, sure, I'll take one. And then, um, yeah, man, this is what life is turning into. Um, but episode was, three on crypto land. I was thinking about this, and um, I was listening to um, Impulsive. I think it was Impulsive, yeah. And they were talking about like uh, buying a bunch of yo, man. These kids are getting so rich so fast because they're buying like like Ethereum, and then they have access to like these NFT launches. I don't know how you get into. Uh, an NFT project and you're the first 10,000 people to like be able to purchase an art and also like um, and then they purchase it for like two grand each and then overnight like Logan Paul was talking about how he 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 bought 40 uh, NFTs at 800k so you have to have big money if you want to do this shit he bought um, yeah 40 of them he sold two for like or one for like 735k within like a month or something and he still has like 38 left so this thing is growing exponentially. Now, is it is it going to be like this for every NFT? Are people like uh, regular people like me and you who like don't have access to like insiders or people who are actually like talking face to face with people who are launching NFT projects and mm. getting real inside scoop as to yo is this a legitimate project? Because I feel like a lot of these projects are, are gonna flop too. But you just have to know which one's gonna. Because what I think is fucked up, it just like a whole, uh, certain people giving value to an NFT, you know. And I think that's kind of toxic, you know, because it's like it's not let's say I make an NFT and I don't have a whole bunch of like people in on it to say that unless I become viral and stuff. But like what I'm saying is that there's like people like that have communities like Logan Paul that 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 price NFTs. And because they have such a big community, like they could actually like evaluate that NFT at that price, which yeah. I think is fucked. No, but even the, the you know, the Nelk boys. Yeah, they're like the pranksters or whatever. Yeah, and now yeah, they're yeah. like super mega popular on YouTube. Uh, they launched their own NFT and they they sold overnight. They sold uh, twenty eight. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I I don't know how many NFTs they sold. Yo, dude, I was listening 10, to the or something. I, I was listening to the UFC press conference yesterday for Nganu versus Cyril, which is happening tomorrow, which I can't wait for. Yeah, and they were talking at the pre press conference. One of the guys asked the question, and he's like. Yeah, can you tell us more about the UFC NFTs? And then Dana White answers and he's like, oh, ha, 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 uh, listen, uh, right here, we're, right now we're here to talk about fights. But uh, if you want to talk about NFTs later, we could talk about it. But right now we just have a really cool fight happening. And then Nganu answers a question and he's selling his NFTs during the press briefing saying, you know, all of my greatest knockouts, if you want to own them, you can, uh, uh, you know, you can, you can be the only person to own those moments. Oh, yeah. That's selling yeah. his yeah. fucking yeah. NFTs like that, bro. Okay, yeah. There's a bunch of shit I want to mention about what you just said. 
Um, the UFC, yes, they want to do the whole NFT and metaverse vibes where you're going to be able to wear goggles and go live to a UFC event. So the pay-per-view is going to be like, let's say, instead of being $89.99, it's going to be like $159.99. It's like, hey, yo, guess what? If you have the metaverse Googles or goggles or whatever, you can fucking wear them and go and buy seats at the actual event in the metaverse. And you actually like see the show f from um, from your house. And... Um, they should have done that during the fucking pandemic, you know. Bro, I just no, feel like the next pandemic is when when the next pandemic is gonna hit. We're gonna be strapped with them Google goggles, man. Yo, what? everybody's gonna be at home. Like, yo, you hear the new <laughs> pandemic, bro? Yo, you hear the new pandemic? I, right, I'm out. There's a <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Because because this, this is the thing. More and more people are being completely discontent with their lives. And it's like, why not? Like like I, I'm out! Yeah, I'm out. Peace. And it's like I can, I can wear this the, the, these goggles. The Google goggles. The Google goggles. I can wear this thing and I can go into a metaverse where my life is good. Everybody loves me. I'm like super popping and like I have a a, a crazy car, crazy house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but like yeah, and like you you get the fuck out, you know, with the right NFTs and the right codes, bro. You're on crypto land, bro. Yeah, you're like peace. I'm out of yo, here, man. Fuck this yo, shit. Yo, you hear the new pandemic, bro? Fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> That's essentially what's gonna happen with the whole metaverse thing. Something else I want to. You want to light it on? Oh, uh, we have our producer here, Dahlia. Yeah, she's just she's checking up on us, making sure that we're good. She she usually uh, works uh, in the shadows, but uh, I told her, you know what, Dahlia, you've been doing oh, such a good. Step out of the shadows. Come on. Out of the shadows. So, how do you feel about directing the Pobo show and being oh. the producer and financing everything we have here? I mean, it's been an honor and a privilege. Um, yeah. So far. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm just riding the high. Yeah. Yeah. Episode seven. Huh? Can you believe it? We're we're now it goes so fast. Yeah, I haven't seen them go by at all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. So we're having a little bit of conflict because she wants uh 35 of all the Patreon. Yeah. Income that's coming in. Yeah, which is three three dollars and fifty cents, which is not negligible. Three dollars and fifty cents. That's 35 of our monthly income. Yeah, it's worth every fucking ten. So, so we're not going to talk negotiation talk in the middle of this podcast. Yeah, but, um, yeah it's a bit awkward. Let's yeah, let's not pull an H three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, Yo, let's not say his name because he's going to sue us. Oh, yeah. Defamation yeah. of character, bro. One time. Yeah. He yeah. Wait. Um, one of our patrons, I asked him, I'm like, yo, would you be willing to come on the show? Like, yo. stop inviting people, bro, to the fucking show, <laughs> it's man. It's my house. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear ding dong. Oh, those are my guests. Yeah. It's like a middle of a Monday. <laughs> yeah. Like, you 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 deliver pizza at your house. The guy comes to your door. You open the door. Hey, man. You want to be a guest on the podcast? <laughs> hey, you have a good face, man. Oh yeah! Want to come on the podcast? Yo, speaking of which, there's a bunch of uh, positive comments on the TikToks that we posted, and like people are like, oh my god, j'aimerais trop ça être là. Oh, somebody wrote that, and I was like, oh, that was en so français. Sweet. Yeah, en français. That's sick. And somebody's like, can, so you, sweet. can yeah. you? Somebody wrote, uh, replied, can you please translate in English? Because <laughs> like, I, I guess like the community on my TikTok is like United States and out of nowhere Montreal. Because sometimes I'll hashtag MTL podcast or MTL. So I get like both dem demographics. Yeah, yeah, but what translate? What we're speaking in English? No, 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 no the person who wrote in French. Oh, exactly. yeah. Just wanted to 
with you guys yeah oh. yeah and somebody else said something uh, along the lines of like oh man I would love to like be uh, a yeah part yeah of that exactly uh, there was one comment that I really liked it was uh, thanks for talking about this in a, a in calmly calm, calm yeah, tone calm away yeah I was uh, like, uh, 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 immediately subbed immediately subbed yeah that was beautiful too yeah Yeah, yeah, super personal, blah, blah. <laughs> So we got to keep yes. it up. The road to cancellation begins. The road, and here starts the road the to cancellation. The, <laughs> the, beginning the, the beginning of the end. <laughs> This is what I was thinking about. I was like, there's enough content out there of me or you <laughs> to like frame us as the Bro, villains. you want to <laughs> hear something fucked up? Okay, like the, when the, the second patron just came into the inbox, bro, I was like, oh shit. And then I look and the email was unknown at Gmail, Apple ID or some shit like that. And then I'm like, my mind immediately goes to, is this somebody just paying for the content to cancel me? Because <laughs> I immediately thought that like, the patrons would be like, Radio Canada being like, oh, yo, there's definitely an yeah, article to write about there's, there's, there's this. There's oh, juicy yo. Scene here. <laughs> At radiocan.com, imagine they become a patron, bro. Yeah. Unsubscribe, ban, block. <laughs> But um, it, it, it's crazy how we are. we're so like uh, self-conscious about being like canceled and shit. Yo, it's true. But you know, I think like Jordan Peterson, did you see that he replied? Uh, I'm on the, like Ethan deleting his like interviews with him. Yeah. Citing, uh, citing um, that essentially Jordan Peterson was like some sort of gateway to like the alt-right or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jordan Peterson's remark on that was like, really important i think because he was like you know like you're gonna be held to higher and higher like standards that are not going to be that you're not going to be able to meet and the moment you make a mistake like the the roosters will come home to to nest or whatever it is that expression i think it's the roosters come and home to, to nest to, i think to feed or i don't know whatever. and they're like and it's like you'll be swallowed by your audience You yeah, know, like, that's fucking well, beautifully put. Yeah, he's like, you know, like by trying to accommodate your content and stuff, like, you know, you're gonna the standard that you're upholding is just gonna become higher and higher, and they'll, they'll like unrealistic. They'll, they'll, they'll devour you the second you make a mistake. Oh, wow. He, he's like kind of cornering himself. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, uh, yeah. Ethan Klein. Yeah. That way, essentially, because like, you know, it's like. You, you can't you can't censor yourself in that way all you can do is actually be like authentic and stuff and it's like uh some people on youtube they also say you're as canceled as you accept like as you want yourself to be to yeah, be. yeah 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 so it's true you, it's true though that's fucking true it's fucking true because if you if you reject the the idea the that narrative like, it's yeah that bad what you did yeah. and like you know like that you're flawed or you're just like no i'm just gonna continue to do my thing you're not canceled You can't be. Exactly, because you decide if you're canceled at the end of the day. I you're mean, like, it, you, depends. It, depends like, who, you. it depends who you're answering to, right? Because if you have a show on CNN and CNN fires you or cancels you, you're pretty much canceled because you, you have no more, no more show. But for independent content creators like this, like it's very hard not to believe that he's answering to YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Because Ethan from the H3 podcast has a very tight relationship with YouTube. You know, and it's hard to believe that he's not answering to people when he does that kind of shit. When he's like basically removes episodes. With, I'm not even sure when the episode was, but I'm pretty sure it was not even this year. Yeah, it was a while ago. It was a long time ago. The guy from H3, and plus, whatever. it's not even yeah H3 H3, and it's not even what he said on the podcast. It's what he said on other fucking things. I think he's a psychotic 
psychologist. He's not a political figure. The fact that everybody's like completely, uh, you know, like like building him up as like some sort of polarizing figure. Like his analyze, like he analyzes the world through. Uh, his lens th- through the lens of psychology yeah not through the lens of politics of politics and you know he's he very much focuses on helping young men which i think is really important <clears throat> and like youtube is empowering basically- for how to build yourself up as a man and how to build your character how to yeah. be well in uh, mental health all that stuff and accountability you know I don't think he has anything to se reprocher. How do you say reproche in English? To, to like... Um, reprehend, uh, to... He, he shouldn't feel a type of way for what he said. I feel like at the end of the day, when he goes to bed, this man, I feel like he uh, can rest easy. Because he, he should. is not... He should. Because he is not here yeah. spewing hate. He is, he is inviting discourse into society through, like you said, the lens of... His like profession, bro. Yeah, of just like analyzing, like statistically, what are the like like sociology and like psychology, like what is going on? What are the trends? What are the mental health illnesses that are pervasive in in this and that community? Notably, like trans communities. Like, what's up, say? Like, not necessarily utilizing them as like, um, you know, to to get brownie points because like these communities are very much used for that he's just like I to guys, get what points get, like you know brownie points with like it's, it's a like, good job utilized. yeah like utilized yeah 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 to put yourself on a, to on put a yourself side on a pedestal yeah, yeah, right yeah, exactly. and to like you know it's like well i care and yeah I'm exactly trend, you know and blm like, yeah, for example you're not actually doing anything for these communities when you fucking come down to it mm-hmm. it's like he was on the podcast the other day and he was talking about keemstar and he was like yo because keemstar's dad abandoned him And so he's like, yeah, you know, like, at least my dad is around or whatever. And then people in the chat were like, oof, oof, oof. And he's like... Who said that? Who said what? Who, who, no, 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 no. But who said that uh, that to Ethan, to uh, 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 Kim, sorry. Ethan. Ethan said that to That's because, so rude. Because Ethan said... No, because I know, but okay, it's hilarious, okay? It's hilarious because Ethan Klein's dad got caught... Uh, he has, like, a Twitter account, and he was, like, messaging all these, like, porn stars. No! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking hilarious. It's, like, the most boomer shit, like, ever. He's, like, oh. he commented shit, like, oh, he's yeah. He's so you're- boomer! No, he's so boomer, bro. He's still married, Oscar. Imagine. And, like, and he thinks that nobody's gonna know. Like, he thinks that he's, like... Im- but people Im- dug into it. Of course! <laughs> and, like, there's, like, a list of all these, like, porn stars that he's, like, uh, sub to or whatever. I don't know. I'm, on, I'm not on Twitter. That is hilarious. But he's, like, wow, that's disappointing. You're not very enthusiastic with your blowjob. And shit like that, yo. No <laughs> okay. This is Ethan's dad. Yes, yes. Holy and, and smokes. So Did he like, cancel his dad? No, well, he was like, he had him on the show, actually, and he was like, dad. Explain yourself. It's hilarious. It's nothing more. I don't think he's like a fucking a creep or anything. It's just like the most boomer shit I've ever heard. Sp- speaking of uh, slipping in uh, porn stars DMs, I've been actually reaching out to porn stars trying to get him, get him on the show. I'm like, hey, would you be interested in doing a podcast? <laughs> And, and it, they get your email and it goes immediately into spam. You know that? They have like an algorithm that says like... I got I got one response. I think I, 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 I reached out... No, I reached out to like maybe two, three. And I got one response. Are they from Montreal? Yeah. I wrote uh, Montreal um, Porn Stars or whatever. And then it gave me a list. Do we have any porn stars in Montreal? Like... No. <laughs> no. They're, they're Besides like, me, yeah. Probably. Like why, why wouldn't... 
I, I wonder, like, if, like... It's a huge, like, scene, tu sais, le Café Cléopâtre et tout, ils ont encore leur burlesque shows and stuff like that. I love that place. That place is amazing. I already played a... I think I was doing a sound gig over there. Like, I was a... a is, sound is that the cocktail so, place? It's like a... Oh, no. It's I I think it's like a there's several, several uh. floors so, so there's levels to this shit, but uh, I was doing a sound gig like I was like uh, basically there was a show and I was basically taking care of this like the sound of the of the of the room or whatever and before the show started I was basically at the bar with the bartender on the top floor and it was this woman with a, a gigantic. Uh, tits, tits. Yes, gigantic. I, I know who you're talking about. And she was talking to me about her back problems and shit, oh you know, goodness. while she was getting her bar ready. I was just there, like, having a drink, you know, just like nothing to do, really. Yeah. And she was. I just can't stand it anymore. My back is killing back me. Is killing and me. it was it was so Dinita. beautiful to like like um, you know see firsthand the profession like you know the, the behind the scenes of the profession you know my 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 legs hurt my back hurts you know having massive ass titties must be a fucking what she's like a coal worker or yeah exactly you know? dude she's like hard, yeah. Fucking, uh, yeah sweating out here sweating uh... <laughs> straight up 24 7 i can't get a break <laughs> Yo, that's actually fucking... yeah. it's starting to get so cold in here but we're mm. good we're good right we could turn on the heater but um yeah let's see how much noise it makes Okay, um, speaking of which, um, my buddy uh, Renzo, our second Patreon ever, he's blasting through our podcast uh, content. And uh, he's like, yeah, three and a half hours. Three, three and a half hours is quite long, bro. He's like, I'm trying to listen to this whole thing. Um, yeah, he, he was trying to suggest to keep it at two. And I think we should keep it, we should try to keep it at two. Two like, is a lot already. Two but, is a lot yeah, already, but, yeah, like, yeah. but that should be our cap, you know? So maybe next time I'll try to bring a timer. So like we have an idea of how long we've been on air. And then every 30 minutes we go and we drop and we do 20 push-ups. 20 push-ups, yeah. <laughs> Yo, while you're here, Dalia, I want to show you a video that I wanted to show Sam as well. Are you guys filming all of this? Yeah. yeah. And we'll c cut out all the good pieces. Oh, this kid is too Okay, cute. good, good, yeah. 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 No, no, there's not that much nonsense. Okay, oh, this guy, okay. Oh, is Stevie J. I don't even know who he is, but right? holy shit, it's funny. Him? Dollars. $500,000. You take five hundred thousand dollars. I love the beginning. Yeah. Five hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, they want to sit on his lap. They want to sit and, let and talk to him like Santa Claus. <laughs> it's true. It like, like the, the whole idea of like um, pedestalizing certain celebrities yeah. as Yo. like superhumans, yeah. like is Dude, completely blown out was, the window at I this was, stage of like. Idolizing. 
traumatizing these people. The yeah, fucking exactly. humans. Because, like, you will be disappointed. <laughs> puis, comme, après, là, comme, c'est chill, là. Parce que, comme, à moins que ça soit de la fucking, c'est fucking crazy shit, là. Comme, know that, callous, là. Know, know that Jay-Z would only have a sit-down with you if he got paid $500,000, yeah. you know? Also, I was, I, was, I was listening to this shit in bed yesterday. I was just, like, laughing my ass off. It was too good. Fuck <sighs> Jay-Z. But I was thinking about it. I'm like, whoever said yes must be so privileged to say no to 500k Yo. 500k uh, I already have money I already have money I just want to sit down with Jay-Z I bought all of his albums oh that no but I mean if somebody's making five million dollars a month Exactly. And, and they're a huge Jay-Z fan? <laughs> Maybe. I would okay. definitely be like, okay, supper with Jay-Z, but does he even want to meet me? I would be like, if I if I had to sit down with Jay-Z... I don't want to bother him. Exactly, I, I don't want to bother him. Dude, that's how I feel. Je trouve ça tellement cringe. It's like, why do you want to touch celebrities? Yeah, like, dude. Smell them and all or, that. Or, or interrupt them during dinner. Like, yes. th that's the biggest complaint that all celebrities do. It's like, yo, I'm having dinner with my family, and this guy who's like a 45 year old like uh, man is like, can I have a picture? Like, now. <laughs> I'm in the middle of dinner like, with my kids and family. Like, bro, you really need a picture right now? Yeah, for real. And it's like, now he hates you. You're, you're idle. Hates you. <laughs> yeah. uh, yo, for yo, the fuck? Come <laughs> yeah, it's like thanks for the love. Hey, boys, take care of the Yeah, um, exactly. No, I mean, take um the she's a rapper that I fucking adore, right? And then we saw her coming out of the metropolis or whatever, and I was like, Oh my god, I love you. She's like cool, thank you so much. Like stopped and was kind of like expecting me to go towards her and like photo op and shit, but I'm like she was clearly wanting you to go like say hi like, yeah yeah she was literally her. open she was arms yeah open arms and I'm just like sorry for bothering you so far like to come and chill I regret it but like but didn't you go get a picture finally I didn't oh. I mean I saw her show and I was like so happy just to like be there and I kind of felt dumb already for being like that yelling bitch in the street being like, I love you! <laughs> come and sing her. Ah, She's like, thank you, I appreciate it so much. See? Uh, and I'm like, that's all. That's it, it, <laughs> so cute though. It's kind of hard to I, be I would pro probably do the same thing, honestly. I would I would feel so bad like taking a picture. Unless... I, I should have though. Like in that circumstance, it's just that's not how I'm wired, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. If if the person is like with her friends and everything and she's like talking to somebody, he or she, that famous person talking to somebody, I wouldn't want to bother, you know? No, But no, if no. I saw a person like, uh, I don't know, maybe waiting for... At the airport waiting for the, for the, for the plane, for yeah. example. I would maybe like ask because that person's yeah. not doing anything. She's here. She's just waiting. No, I would. I would like the circumstance that I was in with her. To me, was more advantageous or like it's less true. because if you're by yourself and you're just, it's like maybe that's it's your true, downtime. Actually. That's precious. But she was just like walking out with her crew. I guess like loading up and stuff, and uh, like I guess like say whatever in the back in the alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like whatever. I just want to show. Yeah, it's true that uh, asking for somebody for a picture when he or she is in her dog is kind of wild. I had a very, uh, I had a very similar experience that that that, which, that you just explained uh, with Andrew Schultz. I went to a show 
It was. Uh, I love Andrew Schultz. Yeah, in 20, 2019 or something, or twenty twenty, or no, right before the pandemic, maybe a year before the pandemic. The pandemic. Yeah, the whole pandemic situation, and then uh, me too. I was I was waiting at the bar to go get like a drink or something, or get my ticket, or oh no, it was to do a coat check. And I'm looking down on my phone and I hear, yo, guys, thanks so much for coming. And I look up and he's like right there. And I like didn't expect. Where right there? He was like like five feet away from me. Like, he's hey, tall, huh? He, he, yeah, he's, he's saying to everybody at the coach, like, guys, thank you so much for coming yeah, out. So sweet. No, no, he was like. At the counter, yeah. Yeah, at the lobby area. Ah. Like with us, essentially. With the pleb, you know? With, the, with, with all the peasants that paid yeah. to be on the show. So, and I, was, I just looked up and I was shook. I was just like, didn't expect to see him there. Did you and smell I was, him? I was like, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> and I was did just you like, smell him? No, I didn't smell him, but I did take a picture with him afterwards and he's super like chill. He's like, uh, you took a picture with Jared Schultz? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. And then, Can uh, you crop me in it? You should have led with that. You should have led with that. I should have led with that? Yeah, yeah, you should have led, led You should have led with that. Okay. I took a picture with Andrew Schultz thumbnail. Guys, our status has just fucking improved like tenfold. Le. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Yo, let's use that picture as a thumbnail. Yeah, he he's the best at working the crowds. When I watch his content, like when, he, when he's yeah, making... Yeah, his crowd work yeah, is amazing. his crowd work is like so funny. He always man. has like... Because he was one of the first ones to make all of his crowd work videos available on YouTube, you know? He was one of the first ones to like make uh, short comedy clips. But his whole philosophy was, I'm going to put YouTube. my content out there. I'm not going to try to go the mainstream comedy way. Exactly, like which is shows. Which is shows and try to be accepted by big publishers or big... Big uh, bookers. Yeah, or Netflix or whatever. He's like, I'm just going to put all my content out exactly. there. Exactly. Bite-sized comedy, you know? Yeah, and, and his content ended up working. Yeah. And his whole philosophy was like, I asked all my friends, oh, did you watch uh, the, the, the stand-up special of this per the whatever person on Netflix? And like, yeah, I watched it, but only like 10 minutes of it. And then he, he caught yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. He caught on that, okay, people pay attention to stand-up comedy for a very short period of time. They're not going to watch an hour and a half of and like, stand-up. And, and now he's doing long-form uh, And now he's media. doing long-format, and he ended up blowing up. But but the only thing about Andrew Shaw, like I he love- He has two-hour uh, podcasts. Yeah, yeah, I love his show. I love- uh, his whole career path. Um, the one thing that that made me a little bit like uh, iffy. concerned um, or iffy, whatever, was uh, when he put out a competition, a video editing competition for his um, for his uh, platform. Yeah, and um, to, for for hiring he people. Won. And no. he won. I thought that was weird. No, no, no. no. And uh, <laughs> and then I. I <laughs> I thought about I thought about like competing in it, but I think I was busy that week or something, and I couldn't do it. But um, uh, another YouTuber that I follow, Sneeko. Have you heard of Sneeko? I love Sneeko. I think Dahlia told me about Sneeko. Yeah, yeah he's amazing. Sneeko. Yeah, New York content creator, yeah. and um, he's really good. Ended up he ended up winning the the whole video editing competition. No way. Yeah, he won the competition. And like he made a huge announcement on his YouTube. He's like, hey guys, I'm going to win this competition. Like watch me do it. And anyways, he ends up winning. He ends up winning. And then um, they offered him the gig to be like Andrew Schultz video editor. And uh, they decided to offer him like 50 bucks a video. <laughs> and he, he talks about it on his YouTube channel. He's like, yo, that was a disrespectful amount. <laughs> like after like doing all this work, there was like rounds to like win and everything. And like, he put so, so much effort into the video. Disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> animator on youtube and he's like huge he's like this uh south uh, east european dude i like to whatever uh -huh, uh -huh. and he got he was reached out to by kylie jenner and they offered him clout shut the fuck up and he's like no and he's like because he does like animation and like stories and like commentary yeah. but he animates all his shit yeah, 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 yeah. he's the guy with like the duck i forget his name anyway 
whatever. He's very, like, recognizable, like, his style. But that's crazy because, like, Kylie, yeah. self-made or not? Like, yeah, exactly. Shit, so, Kylie, though. I thought you'd understand the value Yo, of money out of vulgar, all people. Nah, like, Fucking, that's vulgar. I, th- I thought Kylie Jenner? Kylie uh, Either Kylie, what are the ones? Kendall? No. Oh, wait. <laughs> the model? Like the, the skinny model? No. Uh, the other one. Ke- yeah, Kendall. I, I have no idea who, uh, the, who's wait, who. Kylie. Kylie. The one who like was like, oh yeah, I'm the first uh, self-made whatever, but it's like, bitch, you're not self-made. She's, she's like a billionaire almost, no? Sissa. But then it was like, why would you call yourself self-made? You're like born into yeah, like a yeah, fucking yeah. empire. Yeah, 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 yeah. She did utilize her beauty and whatnot and like monetized it, which you could make, you could, you could call that. Yeah, she paid up for a lot yeah, of, of it. Yeah, of course. And, and you know, she, they, get a, they get a bunch of heat for like um, uh, the, the, the beauty standards that they put out there for like little girls. I can't imagine what it's like to be like a 14-year-old girl and you grow up on social media and you just like, you just see pretty girls after pretty girls and you're just like, what the fuck? They all look like angelic yeah. angels sent, sent from uh, the heavens. I think it's important to like, uh, like the problem with like somebody like Kendall is that for the longest time, I don't even know if she came like clean about it, but she was like, no, I didn't do, do any anything. Work. Yeah. I'm not anti like plastic surgery, do your thing, whatever makes you happy, you know? But be honest but, about it. But I, I think that like, not that you would have to, it's kind of rude for people to be so fucking, you know? Yeah, and to, 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 to be so uh, persistent about And that. analyzing and shit. Like, but persistent like, persist about what? TikTok, right? It's like those people who are like surgeons, like aesthetic surgeons themselves or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that doctor and, who's like, oh, like uh, yeah, that tries, tries to guess Analyze. What, yeah, try, tries to guess what operation or uh, 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 what do you call them? Procedures. Yeah, whatever work you got, got done. Yeah, exactly. And how fucking invasive is that? Uh, I was listening to a commentary like channel yesterday and they were commenting on like, it's like, it's like weird because haha, we like bring them down from their pedestal, right? Yeah. And we're like, you see, you are not... Uh, you are merely human. Uh, yeah, exactly. You're not like, uh, like essentially this beautiful thing like 100% yeah. not tampered with fucking purity coming out of the ground let's say yeah 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 Make, um, at the same time, time yeah she's like he made, he gave a really good example he's like imagine you're at Starbucks right and you're um, you're a gynecologist and the woman who's standing in front of you like you can smell like that she has a a track infection like a fucking a yeast, infection? yeast infection can you smell that from that far well, I, I, I've heard that you could, but it would have to be fucking bad, and I've never personally. Probably not it. in winter, right? Like you're wearing your fucking long johns. Or maybe in more your in winter because it's a humidity thing. Well, no, like a, a girl who has a tract infection who's wearing little short shorts. I feel yeast is uh, sorry, yeast infection is probably going to smell more than. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. But but let's. I mean, like. Anyways, that's those are the specifics. The point. I'm not beside a scientist. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Make um, pure. He's like, imagine you're just standing in line and you're a fucking gynecologist and you're like, you're like, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, like, and then you start diagnosing this woman, like, in front of you, like... In front of all these people, yeah. Right. It's like, I did not consent to be diagnosed by you, and for you to, like, publicly do this, that's not very, like... It's not ethical. But also... Oh, also, there's there's a a counter to that, because uh, there was actually a a sporting event where there was a doctor sitting behind the players' benches, and there was one of, um, like, I guess the water boy, like, the guy that takes care of the equipment, he had a cancerous, um, like... um, 
grain beauté that was like sticking out oh. like a nipple and, and there was a doctor right behind in the benches that like reached out to her and she knocked and she's like yo that's a cancerous uh, grain beauté okay, it's sticking out yeah well yeah also but, you're but, like I want to bury you down bitch and be like like ha stinky ass vagina <laughs> C'est comme un peu rude parce que c'est genre, like, I don't know. Also, 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 the, the, the difference is that this person, like, for example, Kylie Jenner, uh, that uh, she's in the public eye, right? She made that decision and she also has influence on a whole bunch of young girls. And to say that to those young girls that she is 100% natural, it makes those young girls feel like they uh, never had a chance or whatever, you know? That's what I'm saying. Mais en même temps, you know what's fucked up is that I don't actually think that she, it's, it's, it's complicated. Because I don't believe that uh, uh, somebody in the public sphere should be, like, raise your own kids. Because I'm on nay, like, if you open, like, that can of worms, then you're just like, yo, raise my children, rappers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, raise my, say, um, why are, like, think of the children, think of the children. And it's like... Isn't that on, the parents' job? No, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm going to keep it real. Like, it's like, on Instagram, for me, there's a bunch of people that I like, like, their work. And I unfollowed on Instagram because I'm like, what you're posting is not productive. Reflective to, of not, your work. It's, well, it's like, it's not healthy for me to see this all, all the time. I'm not interested by your cars. I'm not interested by that shit. If you're fucking creative and like fashion or whatever, or like you're just an uplifting person like Buster Rhymes always like shouting out people's birthdays and shit. I don't know. I love that. Yo, I know. Mais comme, tu sais, il y en a plein que je suis comme, ben yo, fuck ta présence sur les, les réseaux sociaux. Genre, je comprends, do your thing. I'm going to keep on listening to your music or whatever the fuck it is that yeah. I'm following you for. Mais en même temps, comme... I don't follow anybody on censor. Instagram. People need to self-censor. <clears throat> You know what it is? I realized this about myself too. In my 20s when I was like insecure and I didn't know who I was, my content was very much like, oh, me, 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 look at me. And I think it's kind of annoying to like consume that content when you're looking down on your phone. It's like, if it's just like me, 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 look at me, look at what I got, look at, like you're trying to make people envious of your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That to me, it's an unfollow because I'm like, yo, you're just trying to like make people envious about like yeah. what you have. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like appreciate the things that you like and appreciate, go with like what interests you. Like I like clothes, I like, like, colors, I like pretty things, genre, j'aime ça, comme, le style, puis les affaires, so, I'm like, yo, this outfit is dope today, j'ai envie de poster ça, puis c'est comme, it comes from, it, it's all thrifted, it's all fucking, like, I'm a bargain shopper through and through, so I'm not flexing my fucking BMW or nothing, but it's just like, I think that that's fun to look at, because I appreciate it, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm not standing in front of my million dollars. Your, your possessions or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I don't want to make anybody like. I want people to be like. She's fun to look at. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make. To I don't want to make people feel envious. You know, yeah. it's like it's like for example, like I used to it's when uh, when the band was working. Uh, what is still very functional, but when we first started getting like cool backstage Access. areas, yeah, like you yeah, know, yeah, they yeah. used to just throw us backstage and like no food, no alcohol, and just do the show. You're opening yeah. for a big act, you know. But yeah. now, like we have big enough shows where we have like catering, uh, catering, like we, yeah. we 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 ask for what we want, and it's yeah, always there, you know, yeah. and. I used to be like taking pictures because I, I I ask for weed now. So like that at the SQDC, they go, they bring me weed and the, um, even a pack of cigarettes and a whole bunch of beer. And I used to take videos of that and be like, yo, man, fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I realized real quick, it's like, what am I, what am I actually doing this for? Like, yeah. 
Thank you, Dahlia. And that's like a little bit of humility. You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I actually doing this we for? We all do it, though. We yeah, all do it a little bit. I, you got to self-correct. Well, ah, dude, I don't... Personally, I, I, I think I, it's a character thing. Because for me, I've never... Like, I don't want that energy on me. Like, no. It's, it, it, it's, it's bad been a eye. while. It's been a while because, like, maybe it has to do with being a woman. And, like, it ha- has to do with, like, my uh, field and whatever. But I literally don't even want to attract, like... There's times where I'm, like, bring it down. Like, bring it down, like, the, the say, whatever. Because I literally recognize that you're mauvaise eye, like, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're bad eye, you're, uh, the you're, bad eye, yeah. like, you know, it's like people, Ill, Ill will. Yeah, no, people do have ill will. It's like, when we, when we bought the place, right? I felt that energy from a lot of people that came and visited it, and it makes me uncomfortable. I will hype up how lucky we are over, like, my personal, How like, much it cost. Or, like, how much, like, my personal hustle or whatever had to do with like me gaining these things i, I don't want people to I know want i don't energy. want i don't want to, i don't want people to know uh that i have what i have right. be, uh, because it makes me feel like they're gonna sabotage it sabotage it they or will, yeah. or even respect me less they or because for example as an artist people love to support the struggling artist yeah. right but there's something about i think it's human nature do you like it better when people are working towards something yeah exactly to, to, to be part of the journey people and love to root for the underdog that's true and that's why it's so fucking weird about rap music i i always bring it back to rap music but it's like it's so weird that like we have like this culture of like that's idolization cool. of people that all their halves yeah. but it's like it's i feel there's so much more to music when it's about the half knots you know like what you're which or like self-criticism things like that which is why i kind of fuck with like some some of drake's older stuff it's because he had a like a lot of like self yeah. self analyzing what through his perspective self-awareness, self-awareness yeah. and yeah. A, a, a lot of that or like the what he has and other people's reaction to his successes and shit you know what i'm saying right. it's not like yo look at my bentley i feel like it's so american to idolize that for a guy who's like so rich and successful he didn't flex as much no exactly like no, but you know i we spoke about this before though but it's like for me like uh, like i was telling you how like in our in our levels of consciousness there's a point at which you really do stop comparing yourself to others in that negative way Because, like, as much as we like to talk about how people project that onto to you, you also need to, like, as a person, like, we need to just, like, not engage in that sort of, like, mentality uh, that, and behavior. That sort of dynamic. Envy. You need to, you need to cut it out. Because uh, seeing your peers succeed just means you have peers that are successful in your corner. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And some, you really do need to, like, internalize the fact that, like, somebody's success does not take away from your ability to be successful. Yeah, but that is true and we all verbalize it and say it, but you can't help but to, even on a subconscious level, feel Freak. it when you're getting bombarded I, I, by I, those I, images. No, but that's why, but that's why I don't follow there. famous people, no, bro. I've yeah. I've, like, I feel like I've gotten there. I came to the conclusion that I don't want to be anybody else other than myself. Mm-hmm. You know what oh, I'm dude, saying? That's like, a blessing. I, I really don't. And like, for real, that was not a con- like um, concerted effort in that direction. I feel like it just, it's a result of you feeling more confident and more um, secure in who you are and your flaws and accepting your, your flaws and being less dramatic about Your, your shortcomings in your shit and really just 
reducing the stress over your own self-analysis and criticism and putting that energy into creating being like in awe of creating the, your the, own world right, exactly. and being in awe of like you know the people around you and their accomplishments and y- it's important to verbalize that sometimes because the power of the tongue you're like yo adele you've always been like this i really appreciate that about you i noticed that and what that does like well Dalia, you've always been like that too dahlia <sighs> thank you we're We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that wraps it up for the pool. <laughs> <laughs> and now our next guest. But no, but coming back to... like a fucking like, oh, like I'm, I'm, I'm being like a preachy or whatever. But it's true. Like we as humans, like I think we, we all do get there if we do concentrate on that because like we just live easier and like... yeah. It's and also simpl- the easiest. Simplify, simplify exactly. Shit, simplify that, that's shit. that's what I was gonna say. It's like you know when you come to that conclusion, you know that you can't. You, you don't want to be anybody else but yourself. It's kind of like not necessarily making that decision, but it's the path of least resistance. It is. You know, it, 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 there's like something stoic about it, yeah. right? And it's like you're just like, yo, whatever. This is fucking great. Like, like my life is pretty fucking great, and like bad things. Probably will happen. Bad yeah. things will happen. Uh, yeah, bad things will Good happen. Good things will happen. And like, I'm here. I got this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, je vais m'en sortir, I'll get through um, this. I realized through like that, it's like, yo, that's a lot of stress that I was putting on myself. Mm-hmm. Uselessly. And it's, it's um, immobilizant. Like it stops It's uh, you. paralyzing. It's yeah, paralyzing. it paralyzes you. I had that same problem in, in all my 20s. I, was, I would always beat myself up. Always be like, oh man, you should have done better. You should have said something better. You should have uh, worked harder. You should have. Uh, and I beat myself up so much that I became Did like. Did you think like it was the end of the world that you missed your boat? Joe? Yeah, you yeah. Know. I had that feeling. I had that feeling always as a, as a little boy. Like I remember the first time that I uh, fucked around in class. I didn't do math properly, so I had to do summer school to do math. And I was like, when I got the letter, at the letter at the house, I was like, I am officially mentally uh, handicapped. Like I was like, you were very dramatic about that shit. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, my life is basically over. I'm just gonna go listen to Frank French Montana, Max B, and sell drugs. Honestly, (laughs) honestly, the schooling system kind of scarred the shit out of me too. The schooling system was just like, you failed. You're not right. You're not good enough. You failed. You're not right. You're not good enough. (laughs) It was like, hey, thanks for coming. Thanks for trying. To be to be fair, Saint Louis was a fucking amazing high school. Yeah, it exists, we, we, and were I very, children, we were very, we were very lucky. You know that they put together. It's a semi-private school. A private school, they would have just kicked everybody out. We want to maintain our. They ratings. would have kicked me out the first time oh, they caught totally. me smoking weed. Oh, totally. They were. They were going through uh, the locker of this like drug dealer every day, rather than kick him out. There's not one person that they kicked out. Um, me? You talking about the drug dealer? Me? No. Who? Adele, you, you, you drug dealed? You would never do that. I would no, never no. do that. Mais pour vrai, Renault, remember? They oh, used to Oh, Renault his... is the first motherfucker I, I ever did cocaine with. Right. And so... Um, At the tender age of 11. Everybody's first time was with Renault's, uh, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, Renault brought this guy. Man, I already they, saw him have like a seizure. Like a seizure. And like his mom... I would trip. And his mom like came downstairs. And it was, was in the middle of the night. I was... It was in the middle of the night. And uh, we had... Like it was, we had just come back home. You had just fallen asleep, and then uh, I was sleeping. Like we were, I think we were both sleeping on his, in his bed, and uh, I just, hear, I just feel, oh in the middle of the night, goodness. and then I, I just call his mom, 
You're like, babe, babe, and then and then it stopped, and and then it stopped naturally. And I was like, babe, babe, don't do this to me, babe. Stay with me, babe. Stay with me, babe. Mom, mom. To finish the fucking. Sorry about that. No, no, no. It's not my podcast. It's it's true. It's my show. (laughs) Very well, very well. We're professionals. They put together that summer class exceptionally. For the handful of people who failed that fucking year. Yeah, Renault was, was in that, that class as yeah, well. Yeah, and they uh. gathered all of like, I think it was five or six or whatever. They deployed resources to, in a very like exceptional way yeah. so that you could go to the next year. Yeah. That was very fucking amazing. Okay, that was beautiful. You'd pay thousands and thousands yeah, and thousands Saint Anne. if you got caught smoking a cigarette in the uniform, even outside of school in the Fairview Point Claire or whatever the fuck. Yo. You could get... Uh, Suspended completely, one hundred percent banned. You're out, 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 out. and you're they out. keep your parents' money and, too. It's well, like ten k, ten k a semester for high school, man. Yo, Satan, I have a story about Satan. Okay, go for it. I think Yan used to go to Satan. Yeah, he did. Go to he did. Okay, yeah. this is what happened. Satan, he had uh, trouble at the, at his high school. I think like somebody tried to fuck his girl or something, or like somebody did fuck. Oh, his like girl. personal pr- problems. Yeah, like, he had personal problems, beef. and uh, he just happened to know me, Jimmy, and somebody else, and it was. During the, the era of time where gangsterism was still very yeah. uh, relevant, and in if high you had, if, if if you had three black or brown friends, well, they were gonna come and yeah, and, and just because they're brown, brown, brown Latino or whatever, you you would be like afraid of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so so he calls up me, Jimmy, and I forgot who the the the, the third person was. It was me. I, no, it was I, I want to say Curtis, but I'm not sure. I don't think it was Curtis. Oh, Curtis. Curtis was a strong motherfucker yeah. back then, bro. Anyways, so he calls us up. He's like, <laughs> he's like, come to Satan and deal with this boy. And, and, and we, were, we were wearing, you know, the dickies, the, the yeah, oversized. Yeah, the whole thing that, you, that we used to buy at Lachin. Yo, the bro. fucking prison fucking outfits. Yeah, yeah. yeah used to, yo, I can't believe I Orange would wear. Orange dickies. Like, I would wear XL dickies. I would wear XL Dickies as a 14 year old. Yeah, yeah. Bro, it yeah. looks so <laughs> ridiculous on me. Dude, it dude, was dude. so cringe. It's like, it's like he sells drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I pull up. I pull didn't up. Even. Yeah, I know. Hey, what? You want to fight? Yeah, yeah. 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 With like, yeah, you're so small in those big ass yeah. clothes, you know? <laughs> with a pre like puberty voice. Yeah. With like no hairs on my balls. Yeah. I pull up to St. Tom with me and my homies and then uh, in oversized clothes as gangsters, okay? As like dressed up as gangsters. Yeah, so we took a bus. We took like two buses to get to St. Tom and then we get there and then. <laughs> Satan, like, oh yeah, Saint Anne. Okay, Saint Anne. Saint Anne. Okay. Then yo, there's so, two buses. You remember the event, but you don't remember the bus ride leading to the event because it's boring as fuck. You're just like three Teletubbies dressed in dickies, yellow, blue, and orange. Music at like maximum volume. Drop. No, no, it wasn't cell phone music. It was MP4s. There was a small era of MP4s where you could have like a hundred M- songs. MP3s or MP3s. They were the best. I think. I think I still have mine. You still have yours? I still have. I st- uh, we still have. I still have both of ours. We had little MP3s that we bought at like a like Radio Shack or something. Oh shit. my god. 15 songs on that thing yeah, right? yeah. and it was a beautiful thing to like change it like you're like okay no it's not perfect okay this song yeah which one do I get rid of yeah okay Girl. I have I have Sorry. two I have I have three kilobytes left <laughs> like, I remember listening to like uh, uh, Akon uh, Mama Africa no more love to give I don't know anyways it was Mama Africa Akon <laughs> 
honestly, it's true. What's that? Akon was like. Akon was nice true. when we were kids. Akon was the shit, bro. When we were kids, is the shit, bro. Wanna see us together, but it don't matter. Anyways, I'm listening to that shit. About to go gangbang at, at Satan, okay? <laughs> okay? With these three gangsters in the bus. <laughs> And then uh, we get there, and all we do, legit, we're like, "Yo, where's the?" And we see, and we see, and we see Yan, and we, we we say, "What's up?" Like we do a handshake. Yo, the whole handshake. Everybody needs to, to see the handshake. To establish dominance. To, to over establish them. oversized dickies and dominance. We say, "What's up?" Next thing you know, the guy, I don't know, we didn't find him, so we had to go back. So we do, we took two buses together. <laughs> He's like hiding. No, but also it makes me cringe because it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make him what would you have done? It's like, well, hit me first, I guess. Or like, it's like I'm- yeah, yeah, super pussy shit. But whatever. That, that's not the point of the story. It's not the point of the story. I'm not even there yet. So we say, what's up to Yan? Anyways, we can't find the guy. So we, we took the bus back to Fairview, I believe it was, oh, which was like the, the, the terminus of like a, a mall, a big mall in the suburbs of Montreal, Canada. The West Island. The West Island. And uh, we took the bus back. Anyways, I go home. Then uh, Yan's parents call my parents fuck and the they, worst that could ever happen they, they say yo Yan and Sam can't hang out anymore and we're, we're we're gonna have a meeting we're gonna come over to your house and have a meeting so Yan's parents come to my house and we have a meeting with uh, my parents also everybody's at the table everybody's at the table me and I think just Yan was in there and then they're like yeah your son came to Satan uh, my, my, my son's high school and he sold drugs and uh, the director contacted me and we have it on camera. Oh, so you're telling me that when you went like this... Yeah, they were convinced it was and, just and a drug trade. That you have drugs I kinda, in your oversized well, dickies. Yeah, dickies. They're like, yo, that's what coming back to, bro. If you're wearing oversized dickies, you're selling drugs, There's bro. No way. Because it's like, what else are you hiding? Yeah, so, exactly. He can't be wearing those oversized clothes for nothing. <laughs> so three times on this podcast I got blamed for something I didn't do you know what's crazy once when we were at Dawson me and uh, Dahlia we were at Sejep uh, uh, Dawson at school and I was uh, I had a little bit of weed on me and Dahlia wanted some some weed to smoke a joint and uh, I gave her a little five piece and they caught us on camera and they kicked me out of the school for like three days no this is what they did Adele remember okay wait did they kick you out for three days? I think they, I think they suspended me for like a for like or maybe this, not. This is like fucking. This is uh like like surveillance state levels of mm-hmm. uh like surveillance, yo. <laughs> Come say fucked up because literally, Adele, we're outside. We're in that little tent. They heated like a tent for smokers back when it wasn't just like go die. Pilak, um, you give me the the piece. And we're not even being like, ha, 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 ha about yeah. it. Uh, I swear to God, fucking five seconds later, they come out th- of the door. Yeah. These two security guys, they're like, come with us. I remember I, you hid some of your weed, but they took uh, while I was wa- while and I they was sent walking, letters to our house. Which and we we're deleted. On probation. Yeah, we deleted those. Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, and then we were on probation, so we couldn't get caught. Uh, oh yeah, exactly. So it was it was, it was a probation. It was a probation, and I remember I went. To, I had fronted an ounce from uh, Gab Marie. Oh yeah, he was in the business too. He I was remember. in the business. I went to, and and then I, and then, and then and, <laughs> by the way, maybe Gab doesn't want the story. No, online. we're gonna beep it out. Okay, okay. but um, we're just gonna beep out his name. But um, I I had a maybe like a fourteens or a seven gram on me, and then when they c- catch us outside, they tell us to follow them, 
and there's two security guards walking in front of us, me and Dahlia. And while I'm, it was in my coat. And then while we're walking there, I fucking sneak it into my pants. But while they're all looking at me, bro, I don't know, I was a ninja. I was like, no, you used to be a ninja. I yeah. move stuff around. Yeah, yeah, yeah like boom. Like and then and then Schlack, it was by the by the time that we get to their office, it was in my sock, in my back leg, you know. Oh. Fuck. And then they fucking searched the shit out of me, and they end up finding it. But I was oh, like, you were, you were super close, <laughs> so close. Oh, fuck. And then I went back to Dorval to go see God Marie. I'm like, you remember that ounce that you fronted me? I just got half of it canceled, <laughs> <laughs> deleted. Dawson, Dawson, that was post uh, like the school shooting and stuff. So there's yeah. surveillance. Like, yeah, it it's was true. Unlike, it was unlike any other Cegeble. Yeah, they were yeah. ultra fucking surveillance state. Yeah, you gotta invest after there's a shooting that happens. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. You have no choice. Um, did I tell you guys the story about uh, when I went to a LaSalle party and I got my... Uh, Yo, I kind of uh, remember vaguely when, when they almost I, threw you off the second floor. Oh, there's something like that, yeah. They almost threw... They, they, they were dangling you off the balcony <laughs> or some shit. The LaSalle parties. It never ends well. Yeah. Okay. Yo, did I talk about this on the podcast? I don't think you did, no. When did I talk about this? I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, she produces all the podcasts, all the episodes. Oh, right. Yeah, so e you... executive producer. Yeah. Um, right. So uh, there's a story about me in high school, again, wearing oversized clothing was the trend back then. So this is Sam, uh, uh, this is oversized the series clothing. that we yeah. have of oversized. Sam. Oversized Dickie Sam. Yeah. Uh, oversized Dickie Boy goes to... LaSalle La party. party. Now, LaSalle, I didn't realize how rough it was. <laughs> Sounds so gay. <laughs> Dicky boy. <laughs> Dicky boy pulls up. <laughs> and he's convinced he's a gangster, a gangster. And I had a cap. I had a... It was times where baseball caps were popping too. And yo, this is in LaSalle. So this is like a, an Texas. area where you can't be fucking around too much. It's somewhat of a yo, rough honestly, neighborhood. Texas was fucking not chill. We call it Texas. Yo, yo it's funny you say Texas. because because nous on allait à high school à la salle for three of our years of high school and uh, like you have a cavalier de la salle and shit it was not a it's changed a yeah, lot there were gangsters there's a Texas La Salle Texas La Salle was a crew in uh, in that area in that neighborhood and they were convinced they were gangsters and uh, they, they ended up being more gangsters than uh, the, the suburb uh, West Island boys who pulled <laughs> the up at the party because uh, there was a song playing I don't know if you guys remember this song but it was called One Blood One Blood One Blood One Blood and this Texas La Salle crew identified as Blood Crip lesbians well no just Crips but without the lesbian. He's still salty about it, still yeah. trying to jab him. <laughs> Apparently, they identified themselves as the Crip Dick Sucker Boy <laughs> or something like that. I might not be getting it right. Hey, La hey, LaSalle, Texas, don't come after me, man. You, you, I want your leader to come to this podcast. That's all I want. Send your man. <laughs> send your leader. <laughs> don't send your pleb, send your leader. LaSalle, Texas, ape together, strong. But. <laughs> But anyways, so we go to this party. This song is playing One Blood. One Blood. One Blood. One Blood. I am singing this at the top of my lungs. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm singing it at the top of my lungs. Yeah, I'm driving. Next thing you know, a crip uh, lesbian flips my, hat, flip, flips my hat. A bitch boy. A bitch boy flips my hat. My hat falls on the ground. Your somebody, baseball. Somebody sneaks it. So, somebody, oh. somebody takes it. And then I'm like, yo, what the fuck? And I, and I try to follow through the crowd. It's a... Like, one blood. 
And I'm going through the crowd of like people wearing jackets, kind of smelling the sweat of a person I shouldn't smell. <laughs> Somebody grinding on the fucking wall. I'm just looking for my cap. Is that yeah. grinding your face? <laughs> yeah. And, and it leads me to the balcony. To the balcony. And then I'm like, hey. And then I'm like, oh, yo, it's you. And then, and then I look up and then I just see just all the different types of color of skin yeah. looking at me. Like, it's beautiful. It Dark. went from, from light to it's, light. It was beautiful. Huh? Multiculturalism, man. It's beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> it, it was like, you want to paint your house in like salted caramel, but yeah. you don't, not sure what type of salted yeah, caramel. Exactly. Line goes, these boys up. <laughs> line these boys up and you have a full palette. Yeah, I had the whole full palette <laughs> in front of me. And I'm like, oh Yay. shit. And then they're like, yo, <laughs> Somebody just suggest that as an idea. Like, that, that should be the next project. Guy. That should be the next project we do <laughs> as, as South Texas. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yo, Tomaha. Come, yo, there's like one of the guys that's like, yo, step outside. It was too so compact. No, you guys are already on the balcony outside. Oh, no, no. I think a guy suggested, yo, let's throw this guy down the balcony. And then my, my other boy, Sam, shout out to Sam from Dorval. Um, he interrupted he saw that I was in trouble and he said yo yo fuck you and he said something like that fuck you from Dorval uh, with one of Gab's yeah, brother yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so he saved my life and then we ended up going uh, uh, outside of the apartment where I confronted the guy I'm like yeah man you took my fucking hat my whole idea in high school was bluff and pretend like you're tough just yeah. bluff like that was my defense mechanism so it was just like, <laughs> like like act like you're tough and I'm like yeah man you took my fucking hat next thing you know I get blindsided from behind oh and then I fall and then they start kicking me and all I remember saying as a kid was je te jure je veux vous tuer I kept repeating je veux vous tuer je veux vous tuer je veux vous tuer I'll kill you I'll kill you yeah I'll fucking kill you seriously felt that way though like you're just like no this is not how it ends like I will fucking exert like fucking vengeance on yeah. kids and your generation <laughs> so I'm getting stomped by these, by these Tims uh, <laughs> outside of the and at this point everybody is starting to, to I was with a crew of like five guys um, like two all of which all we're basically like the Teletubbies out here yeah 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 two of which like ran away uh, th three of us that got like like hurt bad and like uh, beaten up. Anyways, um, <laughs> no, no, no. two of my friends start running. Two of my friends start running away, away, and, and and they start running after them. Like the one thing that I did. Oh, because they ran away. Sorry, I wasn't listening. Yeah, so so two of my friends ran, and and all the crews are running after them. Anyways, oh, okay, I okay. get up. That kind of saved me because it, it took a, a, away attention from me, and they they stopped like attacking me, yeah, yeah. and they ran after my friends, and then um, as I'm walking towards like the bus stop, all I remember was like, oh, I have to get to the bus stop, and I'm all like like beaten up. And uh, out of nowhere, my friends started running towards me. They're like, yo, Sam, Sam, run, run, run this way, this way, this way. And I'm like, nah, bro, I'm not going to fucking run. And then I see LaSalle, like two guys from LaSalle, like running. And he pulls out a knife at me. And he's like, yo, give me your fucking wallet. And I'm like, uh, I knew I had 40 bucks in my wallet. And 40 like, bucks, that's a lot of money that's for a, a little boy. Yeah, that was a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. <laughs> Even today, it's a lot of money. And then I'm like, uh, my excuse was this. I'm like, I'm an immigrant just like you. I don't have any money. That's what I said. And they they like uh, they didn't know what to do. Either ch continue running after my friends or like stick me up with a fucking knife. They kept running after my friends. Shut so, the fuck so up. I just got saved, yeah. Yo, you want to hear a you funny know, story? You want to hear... I've said this before, but it couldn't have been easy being a teenage boy, bro. No, it was the hardest thing. It was fucking Yo, like, um, I feel like there's a lot of attention on girls, but like... It sounds horrible to be a teenage boy. You're just fucking horny, violent, and like... Yeah, hor horny, violent, and confused about who you are. Dude, it's terrible. Plus, everybody hates you because everybody looks at little teenage boys and they're like, trouble. 
Or like oh, petit cul, like c'est pas whatever they they would, they would always say petit cul, which yeah. means like little ass. Yeah, in little French, boy, which little is boy. Uh, little boy. Hey, little boy, get your ass out of here. Get your ass out of here, little boy. Little ass. Once I got robbed at uh, McDonald's. I was with uh, Mamoun and uh, uh, this guy called Rourke, I think, and. Um, We were at the McDonald's. I had a, a, a ba- I was selling drugs at, at at that point, and I had a bag full of. Uh, they they thought that it was full of drugs, but I had nothing in my bag because, like, when I was like, I went downstairs. It was a two story McDonald's. We're upstairs, and my bag is upstairs with my two boys, and I'm downstairs putting ketchup for my fries. And while I'm turning around on the first floor putting ketchup for my fries, these guys they go up to the second floor and they just take my bag in front of Mamun and and Rourke and just leave. And then I go upstairs with my fucking fr- uh, my ketchup, you know, super stoked, you know. I'm about to eat some fries and ketchup, you know. Fuck yeah, yeah, fucking stoked. And I'm like, yo, and the guy's like, yo, these people that just came and they robbed your bag. And I'm like, oh fuck, well there was nothing in the bag. I just have a whole bunch of money on me because I had like sold all my weed, you know. So then the guys they go outside in the parking and they they realize that there was nothing in the bag, so they come back upstairs. And at that point, I had already called my boy, who was here last week. Because uh, uh, he lived around, and I'm like, yo, I'm getting robbed right now. So he, co- so he's like, okay, I'm coming. So he's on his way back, and then while he's on his way, th- these guys they come back to the McDonald's to the, on the second floor, and they fucking ask. They're all wearing like uh, Bandana. they, bandanas, and they all ask me, and they, they all have. They, they one of them has a knife, and there's like maybe like five of them, you know, all wearing like it was middle of winter, and they're like, yo, give me all your shit, and I'm like. Yo, you fucking think what is gonna happen right now, bro? You think this is gonna tell happen him. like that, my guy? Wait, wait, wait! And then I'm like, I'm gonna fucking fuck no, up, wait, fuck, fuck like all you guys shy? up. No, that was another time. Uh, but it was like, it was like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna fucking have to fucking kill all y'all, you know? And then oh, while I'm talking to him, my boy reaches the parking that I had just called. So he reaches the parking, and I could see him through the window. So I'm like, yo. I no sorry. I my phone's ringing and the guy's like, "Yo, drop your phone." And I'm like, "Yo, it's my fucking mom. Shut the fuck up." And oh. then the guy who had the knife said, "Yo, yo, yo it's his mom. It's his mom." That's and they and they all shut the fuck up. And I'm like, "Yeah, bro, I'm getting robbed right now." Second floor. He's like, and the guys are like, "That's not his mom." And then they just run. They just ran. Because they saw a couple of cars pull up in the parking. Yo. yo it was the best story, bro. Like, yo, shut the fuck up. I think I said my dad, actually. Because oh, my yeah, daddy my, had yeah, the yeah, little yeah. back end, you know? The back end of, like, the, the slappings. Shut the fuck up. It's my dad. And he's like, yo, yo, ch 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 That is the best. It's like being a hostage and they're like, yo, and you're like, as the hostage, you're like, if I don't get in touch with my parents. Okay, take over the mic, Dali. I gotta pee. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have to pee. Sammy have to pee. Haha. It was a su- sabotage. She has taken over. Hostile takeover. Hostile takeover. Bringing the funk. Back. <laughs> you, that video. I'm doing horrible. That video of okay, fucking. <laughs> the video of fucking of uh, of fuck Jay Z. I can't believe it. It's so good. <laughs> you know, I didn't even know there was two McDonald's stories. I the- I knew the story. Yo, fuck you, my dog. It's like, yo, I remember. Yo, I'm like, I hear police and I'm like, is that a doll being arrested? <laughs> yeah, it must have been stressful. It must have been stressful. Yeah, I like boo, boo, boo. Like, for real? Mais non, moi, ce que je voulais dire, c'est que la deuxi- the second story of McDonald's 
it was um, something to do with mace. Yeah, we uh, and you like throwing <clears throat> the food into the people who were trying to like rob you or were, something. It was it was um, we went to the SAQ, which is where we buy alcohol in Quebec, and there was a McDonald's right beside it. So we went to buy a, a, a forty ounce of rum, and then we went to McDonald's to buy coke oh. and, to, and to put it in the cups. So we were there just chilling, and then we were in a in a a, a banquette booth, yeah, in a booth. Yeah, and then there's like five six guys that just like show up in front of the booth, so we. Can't can't really get out and yeah. I was again with Rourke and he had mace and um, the guy's is like yo what are you drinking and he and he spits in my cup and then as soon as he spits in my cup I just right. I just fling it at his face and then they all start like punching the shit out of me I remember I had a little black eye oh a little black eye yeah a little black eye but um yeah I was looking at this scar this one here that I that I don't know if you remember how that happened when how did it happen no 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 it's cool we were um at a bar and I had my dog and we were uh, with my, my old dog at the, a bar on the terrace, like outside. And people started throwing rocks at my dog. This no happened way. like a couple of years ago. Oh my God. Fucking rage though. Yeah. Are you serious? Those, my fucking dog? Like, yo, they shit. started throwing rocks at the dog and Dahlia was like not having it. So she goes over the fence, a little wooden fence. She goes over the fence and starts talking shit to like these four or five Arab guys who were throwing rocks at Mason, who's my old dog. And and then I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. And then the guys are like, yo, it's not because you're a girl that I won't knock you out or some shit like that. So I'm like, okay, no, that's too much. So I jump. They're right. <laughs> <laughs> They're right. <laughs> so then I jump and uh, I get blindsided with the guy who was wearing a fucking brass knuckle or just a ring. But he knocked me out, bro. And there's still a scar here. Oh my god, I see it. It's pretty big, yeah. And Holy then I went shit. to the hospital that night because it was like too, it was bleeding like crazy, and I was too drunk, and I decided not to wait because it was I was waiting for too long. So I just went to the pharmacy and I bought like these little uh, um, bandages that yeah. snap, you know. Oh, They're like little. That's smart. And then yeah. I just polysporin all overnight. And I mean, it could have healed better, obviously, but I feel it adds attitude, you know? Yeah, it does. It feels it shows, adds a little uh, bit of... Uh, it shows the depth of your history in the, on the yeah. streets. I didn't fear you before the scar, personally. The, the scar definitely brings a bit of more fear mm, into people's mm, souls. Yeah, yeah for sure, right, for sure. Right. Um, I need to take a pee as well. Should we uh, take a break? What the, how much have we going? 143? Oh, we've been going on for a while. Huh? Yeah, it's almost two hours. Maybe we should, uh, I don't know. Start wrapping wait, it up. Wait, there's a bunch yeah. of bullshit with me. No, no, but it was good stuff. No, it's good I, stuff. I, I, I think it was like the best stuff. Is there topics you want to go over? Or you want to people come back, we wrap it up-ish? We uh, do an, the last 15? So we've been doing a 145. Yeah, we could do another 15 or 30 max. And then uh, well, yeah, we'll call it uh, yeah, thanks, a day. Yeah, we needed... Uh, no, we needed uh, an, uh, an extra element to the podcast. Make sure to edit my I don't even know if you're in the frame. I think she's, she is, yeah. Oh, really? You were like, kind of like... Okay. No, we're probably gonna... We're gonna clip like some uh, good parts and the whole thing is only gonna be uh, seen by like... Yeah, don't oh, worry yeah, about it. Okay. That's, that's our uh, director, ladies and gentlemen.
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for spending your time with us, man. We greatly appreciate it. If you're new to this uh, channel or to this uh, platform, that, um, yeah, my, I go by the name of uh, Sam Afshin Peasy, you know, <laughs> the key to the ladies, the key to the Sadies. And, yo, I'm here with my co-host and friend uh, Adele Kazi, you know, the key to the Sadies. The <laughs> okay, yeah, we're definitely not uh, going to cut that out. We're going to have to cut that out. Because I don't, I don't know what I say when I get nervous. I start to say, I think Adel, Adel make quick pee-pee, cause he's so, he's so excited to speak with me, he's so excited, he call and text me all week, he say my friend Sammy, I never thought we'd be so sexy And when you, and when you see I seriously consider producing your music And I love you, and I don't know what I'd do without you Ad Adele is back ladies and gentlemen He make a quick pee pee so yo, that was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I, I like this uh, this whole uh, chaotic element that we have at this household. Yeah. Whereas like anybody could just pull up and sit down. Yeah. Like last last week we had a, a, a voodoo specialist from uh, IT from who IT, just yeah. uh, pulled, 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 up, pulled up a chair. Just uh, completely not has no um, sense of like oh shit I'm a, a, intruding a podcast like yeah. <laughs> like, like just pulls up his chair just like starts like, like mumbling next to us he's just like oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like yo bro we're but, in the middle of a podcast but, we're recording this shit there's microphones yeah, there's I know, lights but, but you know what's like, crazy you, you know what's crazy is like the, the fact that they don't wear headphones it makes them it, it makes them feel like we're just having a conversation. But when you're wearing the headphones, you know yeah, not to true. cut people off because yeah. like like you just did right now when I'm talking. Forgive me. Don't pop uh, But uh yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. I think uh, I think we're probably good to wrap it up. Just uh let's just uh let's just watch uh, this again. <laughs> Did I go viral? Uh, Very nice. It's so funny. Okay, so let's talk about the future of the Pulbo Show before we wrap it up. Yeah, man. Like, how do we, what do I'm, we envision? What are the goals of the Pulbo Show? I kind of wrote it on the Patreon, but I want to hear your perspective. I I want to um, provide people with an interesting listening experience. You know, I want people to feel like they're part of our lives and uh, full transparency and hopefully develop like a community of people that are, first of all, interested in whatever the fuck we have going on over here. And also, I just want to feel like I'm actually doing work, you know? I mm. feel like I want to I wanna actually do work, help people have... Uh, uh, an, a cool experience when they listen to this podcast maybe not feel like they're alone experiencing experiencing these certain things. feelings yeah or certain ideas yeah because especially like our, our experience as like um growing up 
as an immigrant as immigrants as, as, and, and, and everything, I think it, it resonates with a lot of people. And I think it's a voice that should be heard and shared with many different people. You know, I want I want this to, I I want and the, shout out again to our two patrons because like it really honestly it may not feel like much but I think this is the what I'm gonna remember the most. It's I'm always gonna remember the two first patrons. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not I, when we're gonna get to ten thousand I'll be like oh that's a nice milestone but like just the two patrons. It's um, huge. Even the top 10 or the top 20, I'll remember you guys. So if you're on the fence, you're like, yo, should I really invest in this Patreon thing? I'm not sure if I'm going to be memorable to Adele, but maybe Sam, you know, maybe I could get a date with Sam if I sign up to this Patreon. And, and maybe, you play your cards right. Yeah, if you play your cards right, yo, you never know, you know, I, I might dance, you know, like I, I can might, see myself. You uh, might do that dance. Yeah, you know, like. The way you move is a mystery. You could be smooth about it, you know, I could be dancing at a bar or at a club when uh, the, the whole restrictions are over and I'm dancing and I'm feeling myself. And then next thing you know, you slowly, smoothly creep up behind me and you start dancing. And I might not look around to see who it is. I, mean, I might you just might keep just dancing. You might just give up, yeah, yeah. So you never know. Shoot your shot by all means. Uh, seriously consider signing up to this page. We want to make content exclusive to certain people. We're going to add even more different types of content. And we're going to seriously consider maybe even if you're cool, man, if you're a down-to-earth person and, uh, you know, we can have a Zoom call with you, we might even consider inviting you on the show. So if you've always wanted to be a, a part of a podcast, but you never really took the time to do the research, buy the equipment, set up the podcast, or oh, what am I going to talk about? Or what, what are people going to think of me? What's my parent? What we have a parents? professional studio going on. We have a professional here. studio and we are actually professional consultants for putting yourself out there and not caring about the consequence that will emerge. <laughs> will so, eventually emerge. Yeah. So if you want to be part of the road to cancellation, man, seriously consider, you know, subscribing, liking, you know, slipping up in the Instagram DMs and yeah. telling us how much we mean to you and so signing up to our Patreon uh, program. We promise to value packed it with... Um, full episodes, bro. That's huge. Full episodes. And, uh, Today was a lot stuff. of fun. We're definitely talking behind the scenes about the Pool Boy Show NFT. Uh, you know, we're... We're, we're, we're slowly trying... I'm talking to a couple of artists right now to yeah, see what we could do. We're talking to a few people and, uh, you know, next thing you know, we, we want to launch something that is, you know, not only something that makes you own a, piece, a digital piece of currency, uh, of real estate rather, but uh, something that has some real-term, uh, real-life benefits to it. Like, you know, hanging out with us. Um, Fucking, you know, you know hanging giving out. You, giving you access to um, drug kits that make sure that your drugs aren't spiced with fentanyl. That might be fun. Um, Yo, what if a bunch we of could, ideas on the table. What right if now. we could like get a good price on that and just, and just give them to like part of the subscription? Yes, we will because, you know, we're all about taking drugs on a, in a safe space, you know, where you're not being judged, where the people around you are going to love you and take care of you if ever you and, were to fall. And also on a regular day basis. Regular Maybe day regular basis. day, regular basis. Yeah, let's say regular basis. Regular basis. In a very controlled space where, you know, you feel love and understanding inside of your stomach because that's what we want people that's to what, feel. That's what it's all about, really. So uh, we don't want to, we want to make sure you're not judged for who you are, what decisions you make, you know, you're accepted and, uh, you know, and uh, understood. Again, uh, this episode has been brought to you by this wonderful coffee and these wonderful people. Guys, if you have any suggestions on future topics or things that we should cover or do differently, please feel free to comment in the comment section below on the YouTube. We, we read every single comment and we refresh the page every time we have one new view on our channel. Facts. So, 
um, yeah, make sure to comment, uh, share this with a buddy or a friend, and uh, yeah, love you guys. Yeah, God bless. Thanks God for bless. keeping for it real. Okay, peace.